Thanks to BetterHelp for supporting FilmSack. For 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash filmsack and start living a better life today. You know the deal. Successfully complete the mission, you get 10 years off your sentence. You fail to follow my orders in any way, and I detonate the explosive device in the base of your skull. Good dog. We are a black ops unit, meaning nothing you see here ever happened. Savant! Your commanding officer will be Colonel Rick Flagg. Or would you rather be called Derlin? I'd rather not be called at all. Peacemaker. <laughs> this is Film Sack. Sure. Hello, and welcome to Film Sack, everybody. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. This is episode 523. I am Scott Johnson, and I'm joined today by Brian, the weasel is dead. I repeat, the weasel is dead, Dunaway. I can't swim. Oh, hi. <laughs> and welcome to the film sack is kind of like film sack but with some tweaks to the formula don't worry we didn't change everything we still all have teeny explosive devices de- implanted into our base of our skulls in case any of us goes rogue and suggest we watch catwoman again also a dc property <laughs> anywho recently i made a promise to myself that next time i sacked a movie i'd be on the lookout for red flags and if i saw any i would do the healthy thing and i would unsubscribe from hbo max <laughs> in killing joel kinnaman kind of a big dead flag spoilers and now i'm set look i cherish sackable films with all my heart i don't care how many directors producers and actors we have to sacrifice to get them including casting sylvester stallone as a cgi shark a rocky shark do 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 a rocky shark do 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 <laughs> hey randy you got a starfish on your face starfish is slang for butthole any connection ha my teeny bullet goes into your teeny bullet take that randy <laughs> <laughs> wow all right this is good i like that i like that you're just gonna just gonna n- never learn the correct uh baby shark no, no. <laughs> look i don't want to get look those baby shark people are very litigious mm-hmm. the simpson henson <laughs> company who is owned by disney now oddly enough not extremely litigious about the Manamanan song yeah. which i oh. think is a better earwig yeah. so i always go with yeah. Well, the one time yeah, you well, did, you did this. That. You did this one time. Baby <laughs> shark. That's right. That's right. Like I said, don't want to get sued by the baby shark people. It's kind of close. Like you're getting there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was really great. All right. Also with us, Randy, like a hole in Pete Davidson's face, Jordan. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Thank you for coming. I'll get straight to the point while taking massive detours through really cool ideas that I just can't cut because they're so cool. Okay. Mm. You're going Mm -hmm. to want to get my new book, How to Manage the World Using Criminal Superheroes. And most importantly, you're going to want to follow my three basic rules. Mm. Number one, when you send out your airplane full of freaks, you should also send in a backup team. (laughs) 
Make sure the backup team is actually kind of better than your primary team. I know that doesn't make sense from an operational standpoint, but it will as soon as you get to number two, number two, send in a third team that's a backup team to the backup team. Now you're playing three-dimensional chess. These guys are even better than your first two teams, and your first two teams included Homicidal Captain America, Homicidal Iron Man, Lady Joker, a guy who's a combination of Groot and the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> okay, okay. Now it's time for number three. Send in a backup team for the backup team that was the backup team for the backup team. Whoa. Boom. Where do you even find these people? That's right. The Infinity Prison, where you're storing countless superheroes. <laughs> Just make sure to only group them up by personal conflict. You wouldn't want the people you're sending to save the world to feel too simpatico with each other. <laughs> tell each you other thought to... long and hard about this, Randy. Eat a beach of dicks, they'll tell each other. There you oh, go. Yeah. yeah. I'd eat the whole thing. That's it. You would. Uh, also, with us finally, Brian, his helmet looks like a toilet seat as well. Ibit. Well, it did. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. There's someone holding for me on line one. Okay, I'll grab it. Hi, this is James Gunn. <laughs> yes, I, I am going to be making a sequel to Suicide Squad in a couple of years. I mean, it's 2018 now, and unless the world goes crazy, should be in theaters by summer 2020. <laughs> uh, anyway, what can I do for you? Oh, you're from the Starland Vocal Band? Oh, yeah, I remember your hit, Afternoon Delight. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well... <laughs> Yeah, sure. Just because I pulled in some great one-hit wonder songs from obscure bands for Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2, it doesn't mean I'm mm. going to do it for every movie. All right? Okay. Thanks. Bye now. Must not tweet. Must not tweet. Must not tweet. Oh, line four? Okay. Hello, this is James Gunn. Yes, I am doing a new comic book movie, but it's not for Marvel this time. Who's this? Oh, Pantone Color Institute? Oh, yes, I'm familiar. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes, I know I used a lot of garish bright colors in my other movies, but that doesn't mean I'm going to do that for every movie. Oh, Pantone 225C? Let me pull that one up. Oh. Oh, yeah, that is a really nice magenta. Uh, okay, yeah, we'll see. All right, thanks. Bye now. Oh, maybe just one tweet. Just one tweet. Oh, line five? Okay. Hello, James Gunn. Oh, hey, Michael Rooker. Uh, yeah, good to hear from you. Uh, sure. Yeah, I've got a part for you in my new movie. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, really, really juicy role. Uh, lots of dialogue, plenty of merchandising opportunities. Yeah, okay, let's meet on Monday. Have your agent set something up. Okay, bye now. Oh, shit. <laughs> Poor Rooker. Poor Rooker. <laughs> stand a chance. That's great. Now, look. Don't tweet that, man. Yeah. Not unless you right, lose yeah. your job with Disney. Just don't tweet. You can just stop, stop with don't tweet. Just yeah, don't like, tweet. Maybe don't just tweet. Just don't tweet. Uh, just don't Twitter tweet. Twitter is for journalists. Yeah. And <laughs> that's about it, really. That's, that's about it. That's I think. it? Okay. All right. <laughs> that that's, a, that's, yeah. a, that's a new rule. News to me. Here's what's funny. Wow. Here's what's funny. Uh, well, it's funny because unless you were, I guess some people may not know this, but James Gunn was under a huge uh, uh, problem for a bit there because of some old tweets yeah. that he'd posted back in like 09 or something. And then for a brief minute was like fired from from Disney to ever do another Guardians movie. And then all the yeah. Guardians cast were like, we don't think this is worthy of fire. And they were, you know, we were he's all not in, the, in, we're not in. Exactly. And then, that's mostly Batista though, right? Yeah, he was pissed. Yeah, I think it was mostly Batista. <laughs> yeah, which is funny because Batista turned down a role in this movie to be uh, 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 Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Uh, I'm glad. 
I'm so glad yeah. he, he did it, because he turned it, it down. It, it would have been, it yeah, it been too in my face to be thinking about Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, in this I, I agree. I totally agree. I think it was the right cho- choice, but it's just kind of funny. It's like I'm gonna, I'll back him to the end of the earth. Okay, you want to be in my next yeah. movie? No, I'm gonna right. be in no. Are you crazy? And also, and this will be my last. This will be my last movie as Drax. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, also, right, right. all these, all this uh, <laughs> solidarity effort. I'm not doing shit. But he ended up doing he he ended up picking that Snyder zombie thing we watched. So uh, yeah, yeah. So know. he we got him we yeah. got him regardless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and and technically Snyder got everybody because Snyder's a uh, Snyder's an executive producer on this film as well. So that guy's all over the. Yeah, they're all they're ABC all connected stuff. in together, mm-hmm. which is yep. good. Yeah, it's yep. fine. Good thing. It's fine. So we're talking about the Suicide Squad, not 2016's Suicide Squad. Starring at least two of the cast, three of the cast, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Waller. there's only three people who yeah. carry forward from the previous movie, which is kind of a shame because that was that was a great cast. Well, sure. four. Uh, four was people. There, was there four? Oh, yeah, yeah, Boomerang, yeah. Because we, we did have Harley Harley come back. You're right. Yeah. Oh, Boomerang was the director. Never saw the first director in. Yeah. Oh, Amanda uh, Waller. Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Waller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Amanda. I, I thought it was just Amanda Waller. Uh, N- uh, not Nick Cage, Harley no. Quinn, Harley Quinn, yeah. and uh, uh, Flag, Rick Flag. Is that the only right. three? Yeah. No, no, we have Boomerang. Captain, Captain came Boomerang too. came back from the first one too. Okay, yeah. so he, but not for long. Yeah, not that's for long. A, I was gonna say, what a bummer, because I never saw the first one. One of these days, we'll have to see the. Wait a minute, hold oh, the really? fucking phone. Yeah, never saw it. How you gonna talk about this? How yeah. you gonna? <laughs> You're going to be this, talking about it. It's easy to talk about this part movie. Of first. At some point, you have to stop reading comic books to watch some comic book movies, Scott. That's you, right. At some point, you've You're got right. to do it. You're not wrong. I've been reading more Suicide <sighs> comics than I have been watching su- Suicide uh, Squad uh, movies, for sure. Uh, and that's actually true. I binged like a huge run of Suicide Squad mm-hmm. and really enjoyed it. And, uh, I think it's fine if you didn't see the first okay. one. Okay, yeah. so I just, but I think um, I, I think there's some. I think I, let's let's like quickly hit the the high points though from the first one, like the things you kind of need to know, right? Really? Because like, I don't. Um, the, the whole the first point one, of this second movie is you don't need the first one anymore. Yeah, I don't uh, think you need the no, first. They, one they, they the run completely. One. Yeah, you, this is a total mm-hmm. standalone movie. You don't have to yeah. see the first one. It's yeah, fun think, if you've seen the first one. I think it's yeah. fun to see the first one because there are some some good moments that it. Um, up until, I mean, up until the most recent Wonder Woman, it it was probably the most comedic of the newer DC films. Am I forgetting? Uh, the Shazam was pretty funny. Uh, oh, Shazam. Yeah. Okay, yep. Shazam actually was was funnier, yeah. but it did well, have some comedic. The, the first Suicide Squad had some comedic moments. Sure. Um, not nearly on the level of this. It almost made it difficult to. Uh, um, to write an intro because a lot of the yeah. jokes you'd make are jokes in the yeah. film. I knew enough I mean, to know. I mean, that. when he said, when he said starfish is slang for butthole, I was like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I, lo- okay, look, I know enough. I knew enough to know that flag and Harley were friends from the first, you know, they became friends. Uh, so I knew that. So I knew that that hug meant more than just a hug. And I knew that her, you know, him passing was a big deal. By the way, if you haven't seen it yet, we're going to talk spoilers because this is film sack. We're not yeah. going to. Oh, yeah. yes. All the way stuff. to the very end scene. We're going to spoil every bit of this yeah. movie. We yeah. just don't have and the benefit go, of a 10 year old film here. It's on HBO Max for like another three weeks. Just go watch it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, was it like a $15 level for the for the for the HBO Max <laughs> yeah. thing? So, I mean, yeah, like yeah, a you, price of one movie. If ticket. you don't already have Max, then it's just get the trial and you can cancel before yeah. the end of it. But um, but anyway. I just like I, I just I can't stop thinking about the first movie because it's like if you haven't seen it, like there's the, the entire creation of Harley Quinn 
uh, by the Joker. You know what I mean? Like there's, yeah, yeah. there's the, the first one was a Will Smith movie, admittedly. And it was yeah. very, very much Will Smith plays superhero the way, the way Will Smith has always played anything heroic. Like yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, ta- it's like, it's taken from all of his other movies, but it's, he doesn't overpower the whole movie. Like mm. there's, there's all these other characters, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Harley Quinn fact, kills it still to show. Yeah. Yeah. I would actually say the first movie was the Jared Leto overpower. He was a bit much, yeah. right? Like he, yeah. No one, yeah, no he one was in there for very that. long. So, you know, yeah. there, but, but he, he ate up the scenery every time he was yeah, in there. He did. actually didn't like uh, suicide squad because of the overabundance of Harley Quinn. For whatever reason, she huh. did not like that character in that first movie. And, couldn't even make it 10 minutes into birds of prey. Well, good news in this one, in this new yeah. one, Harley Quinn yeah. is in a whole other movie that intersects yeah. with this one every <laughs> now yeah. and then. Yeah. And, and the Tina B, liked the B this story. Thing. What she watched of it, she actually liked. And I think that was part of yeah, it. Yeah. Was that it? The Margot was, Robbie. Yeah the, yeah. the lack of Margot Robbie. I think she's, you know, she's just frustrated because people confuse her for Margot Robbie all the time. Oh, know? yeah. Like, they like physically. Confuse they me just... for John Cena all yeah, the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to say confuse you for the Joker, but okay. No, John the Cena. minute, the, look, the <laughs> minute not? Brian gets into his whitey tidies and walks out in the jungle, we all think it's John Cena. <laughs> right. I love those whitey tidies. Yeah, those, those are freaking yeah. awesome. They were great. He was great. Uh, I got, I'm going to say, I'll say it early. I think this may be like the best acting John Cena's ever done. I really think that. Yeah, I've seen a I lot mean, of movies. Gun, in it Gunn cast him for that reason, thinking that he could, he had the chops to, yeah. to and, bring something sympathetic. You don't yeah. have to be a good actor to to be good in that role. And jumping right, right. to the trivia, like uh, apparently Gunn didn't give him initial notes, like didn't tell him what to do initially, mm-hmm. and and specifically told him not to read any comics. For, to yeah. prepare for this character, which is just mind-boggling to me. I'm like, like you're treating John Cena like he's the greatest actor of all time, <laughs> yeah. and you're gonna just like find out what he does. Yeah, you know? yeah. It was it, smart though, because I mean, allowed him to 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 take a little bit of time. Now, John Cena, according to the trivia, like uh, Randy read there, uh, John Cena originally was gonna play it uh, like a drill sergeant, mm-hmm. and so right. and then Gunn said no. How about this instead? Yeah. Yeah. Captain this, America. He, he describes himself as Captain America or douchebag Captain America is how he describes yeah. it. Yeah. Which, which uh, like, uh, not, not really like the comics. Like, this character in the movie is kind of like uh, the Homelander minus evil, right? Yeah. Like, he's, <laughs> right. he's homicidal. He's very, very murdery, mm-hmm. but he's not Homelander, you know, like, like that, that bad, you know? Right. Which is, I, I think, is the right call. Like, I, I really like the idea of him being a, a captain America who just kills anybody anytime to get his way. You know? Yeah. He's yeah. got this, um, by the way, he goes all the way back to 67. This is an old character. Mm-hmm. And, uh, back then it was a little more, uh, you know, straightforward, like he's here to save the day sort of stuff. Um, but this, this evolution from hero to anti-hero kind of, and he's in trouble because he's murderous, but he, but he always does it, you know, for the patriotic reason, like yeah, if, if we don't want this hard drive to get out, for example, I'm willing to kill this 23 year old girl and I'm willing to kill her yeah. rat and I'm willing to kill everybody around me because the bigger picture and my loyalty to country is, is greater. Like that's a dark, that's a dark turn, but he's sincere about it. Like, yeah, he means it. And that's dark in its own weird way. And it sets, yeah. I think it sets him apart from, Homelander and I can't and, and I can't wait to watch uh it's Peacemaker the uh the series. HBO Max series yeah. coming yeah, up he's getting a series it's already in production insane January like, 2022 right but 
But you got to hold for a second on the fact that in this movie, what's so wonderful about Peacemaker is contrasting him constantly with Bloodsport, played by Idris yeah. Elba, because Great. they are they are a couple in yeah, this movie. They are a yeah, movie yeah. couple, <laughs> and <laughs> it's almost it's almost to the point where you're like, oh well, I like pretty early on in the movie, I was like, spinoff movie coming with Idris Elba and John Cena. Like they right. just they have chemistry for days. Yeah, they really do. Yeah. All the way down to the bullet sex they had near the yeah. end. <laughs> and that penetration. Yeah, the penetrating yeah. bullet was insane. Yeah. Um the girl the I want to give a shout out to Ratcatcher too. Uh she Oh my gosh, she's so good. She's great. She's the heart of the film for me. <clears throat> and um yeah. I liked her character a, a whole lot. Uh we haven't mentioned it, but there's a there's a cameo as her father, Ratcatcher One, uh is played by uh Taika Watiti. Which yeah. is yeah. just yeah. great to see these kind of crossovers between these weird directors. And they all kind of work for each other here and there and do little bips and bops and stuff. And I love that. I love seeing him do stuff like that. But he was just there for some flashback stuff. But um, uh, I, I, everything about her character is stupid on paper and like just, oh, I control the rats. So it's like, who cares? It's not that big of a deal. It's she is so well played. She's such a sympathetic character. Uh Whoever that actress is is somebody to watch. Her, man. her name is Daniela Melchior. Yeah, right. Uh, which is a shame. She's like way down on the IMDb list. I mean, she has well, a, a very prominent role in the movie, but depends. This on is hard to she's she's of. new. Like this this is her yeah. first English speaking role mm-hmm. uh, in in all of IMDb, and she only has like nine other credits, and they're all Spanish television shows. Right. Yeah. Well, she, this is going to set her on the course for something bigger. Oh, are they telenovelas? No, this, these are Portuguese television. Oh, yeah, Portuguese. Sorry. That's right. Oh, that's right. She's okay. from Portugal. I, I knew that. I don't know. Well, she's proved that she can uh, she can carry the heart of a movie, and I think we're going to see more from her. Hell yeah, she's dude. Probably she's she's great. She just really sold it sold it for me. She's the one that made everything have more punch and and more emotional heft to it, which is a thing I want to say about this movie that that I loved about it, and it's it's present in the Guardians films and other James Gunn work. He has a way of having just raucous, ridiculous, over-the-top, in this case, violent and sweary, good-time fun. with, And then there's there's big, fat heart in the middle of it. He always yeah. does that. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he does it. He just pulls it off and makes it work every time. It, and there, and it's yeah. in everything. It's even in yeah. Joel Kinnaman's face while he's got the shard God. in his chest. And John Cena's inspre- expression is, again, the best acting I'm ever going to see out of John freaking Cena. <laughs> like it's yeah. true. It's yeah. really, really great. If I had any complaint at all, it's just that the A team, or you know, the distraction team. Sorry to <laughs> say A team again so quickly after we just watched A team. It's just that we had to watch the A team. Yeah. Yeah, we just did it. it. We had to do it. I, the only thing <laughs> that bugged me about that was I don't know enough about like Pete Davidson's character. I mentioned at the top of the show got his face blown off when he yeah. walked out on the mm-hmm. beach. Yeah. What did the what did Blackguard what were Blackguard's powers even? What did he do? That is hilarious. I saw the same thing. I went down a huge yeah. rabbit hole to find out what I was like. What was his powers? I was like, I don't remember him actually using them. He didn't. He's just a, a guy with gadgets. And I went through the whole history, even trying to find history about Blackguard uh, was was not easy mm-hmm. any any more than just oh he's one of the one thousand or mm-hmm. one of the one hundred and he's got and I was like well what what does he do? Yeah, yeah. Ch- check what does this, he do? Check this out in our Discord. There's there's this picture of Blackguard that I found. Uh, let's see if I can actually post it. Why isn't that working? What's oh. your opinion on Pete Davidson? While we always sit and I think he was fine. I think he was fine. Like yeah, I like him yeah. too. I think he was a fine pick for he's, this thing. 
like like John Cena, he's becoming a pretty good actor. Like he's been, mm-hmm. he's definitely been you know practicing, <laughs> like yeah. like yeah, you right. know uh, uh, taking acting and and working at it and taking roles that cause him to have to learn to be better. Like Plus, he's got like a he's got like a dark he's got a real dark side to him. You know, famously yeah. talking yeah. about suicide off off air and people at SNL yeah. freaking out and and all of that. And I think that that is going to benefit him as an actor because he's got depth and yeah. You know. Yeah, because that King of Staten Island is great. Yeah, but, um, yeah, that's uh, that's really good. Yeah, I need to see whatever. I, I he'll always be the that that okay character Chad, from SNL. Chad, Chad. 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 okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the okay. other one. Uh, what's her name? Mo- Mogul, Mongol, Mo- Mongol. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The name is Mongol. Yeah, that's she, I've Mon- seen Mongol. Her. She's the she's the daughter of Mongol. Oh. I saw her right. in some super. Not super friends. Uh, Justice League, more recent, like two, mid two thousands Justice League episodes. I just put a pick in the right. in the Discord. That so she was immediately. I went, oh, I know her from a thing, and I don't remember anything now, about the actress her, but- who played her. She is like she's serious. Like she's got she's she's serious uh, with that workout routine. She yeah. is, uh, and she's she seriously built. dead now. So. They're all what? They're all dead. Oh, that whole oh, okay. the, 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 the story. Yeah, everybody but freaking <laughs> the weasel who in the post credits gets to get up, and move around again, and he's well. You, he, you can't kill your brother. No, I was gonna say you can't yeah. kill Kirk from freaking Gilmore Girls. Who's gonna do that? Yeah. That's a bad idea. But yeah, he. Yeah. Uh, by the way, so the way Weasel's built, he looks like he's got zero like upper body, and then this weird <laughs> gut. So great about it. It looks just like his brother. Just- it looks just like him, and that guy got two roles in this. Uh, yeah, Sean, yeah. Sean yeah. Gunn got this and Calendar Man in the um, yeah. in the prison prison scenes. Yeah. Who apparently Calendar Man's a real dick. It turns out, I guess. Uh, from- yeah, DC likes characters that write stuff all over their faces, and uh, <laughs> yeah, Doctor Zaz does that sort of thing, doesn't he? Or all over his body. Yeah, I, I am never going to stop making fun of the Prison of Infinity uh, criminals. Like I just, <laughs> I just like that is the stupidest, fun, most fun thing that I can think of. That you're just yeah, like yeah. we're just gonna we're gonna invent a bunch of characters and you just keep them all in this prison and we'll just go yeah. get them whenever we need them. It was in uh, Nathan Fillion, the detachable kid. It was yeah. that was oh my god, I I just laughed so <laughs> hard because they made him. <laughs> They made his power slow enough that it was like, oh my god, this is ridiculous. It's right. so dumb. Yeah. Yeah. It was almost that was almost bad. That came really, really close. Very to being close. Bad. Mm-hmm. That's what was good about it. Well, it, yeah. it, they rode the line so hard. TDK is a character that you can find in the comics, and if, so old time fans are going to be like, oh my, I can't believe they made him. Yeah. People who have no idea are going to be like. A, how come Nathan Fillion only has two lines in this movie? And B, what's going on with his arms? Like that's just so right. effed up. They move so slow is great. It's a it's a bold move. Like I, the fact that they used yeah. him at all is like a bold move, and I think yeah. I respect it. Um, There's something to be said for for James Gunn getting these cameo appearances, like basically saying, "Hey, uh, Stallone, or Hey, Fillion, do you want to come in here, do a couple lines, and uh, you know, and not really have yeah. to be here for much of the." the filming of the movie yeah, um, sign me up yep there's a little Did that you know there's a little story Guardians about of the Stallone. galaxy too there's a yeah, little uh, Stallone story here it goes like this uh as for how james gunn got sylvester stallone to play the role it didn't take a whole lot of convincing gunn said to him i wrote this role for you in the suicide squad it won't take much of your time and stallone replied oh yeah he says to which gunn said, he says yeah it's it's a big kind of chubby human eating shark to which stallone replied anything for you brother 
Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and he was oh, in Guardians, it. right? Wasn't he in Guardians one or two or something? He was, yeah, 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 he was. Okay. He's uh, going to be a character in the in the next one. He's one of the original. Well, in the right. comic, that character, I think it's Johnny Ninety Nine, is one of the original uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Right, right. His wonders. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, he's he's the one trying to get. Yeah, because he's all mad. You betrayed me. Yeah. Uh, the other, it also goes on to say, uh, uh, Idris Elba was initially hired to replace Will Smith. Uh, James Did you Man- call him Idris Elbow? Because everybody has trouble <laughs> saying his last name. And if you go Elbow, I I'm, said Elba. I'm going Elbow. And I I'm definitely said Elba. It. I definitely said Elba. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. And it's, it's Starhawk or uh, Staka Ogord. So uh, before somebody emails him and says that he's not Johnny 99. Yeah. But other. back to Elbow. Yeah, back yes, to Elbow. Back to Elbow. Uh, he was supposed Elbow. to replace Will Smith as Floyd Lawton slash Deadshot. But was later decided Elba would play this other character, Bloodsport, to allow Smith to return in the future. Because the whole uh, Smith Smith didn't deny or didn't mo- not want to be in this. He had other shit going on. He's in that um, right. Shoot, what's the new movie? He's in some new Oscar bait movie. Anyway, uh, I think it's still good. I think he's still good. Yeah, I think he, he's still he good may in that come part. back. Like imagine a, yeah. imagine the conflict between uh, Will Smith, you know, between Bloodsport and Deadshot. Like that's a great right. That, that'd be it absolutely is because Bloodsport is actually a free agent again because of what happened at the end of this movie. They're protected. They don't have to follow along with the suicide squad mantra of, you know, you've got an explosive in my head. But this reminds me that the first movie, uh, it basically starts with Batman rounding up the criminals. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, right. you know, so like Batman captures him mm-hmm. uh, and puts him in, in that infinity jail. And this, I spent this whole movie waiting for Batman to show up. And it was like, I knew he wasn't, right? But like, not knowing anything else about the movie, when it started, I had just looked at the cast list on IMDb and I saw TDK and I thought, oh, that's the Dark Knight. That's what TDK started. Oh, Nathan Fillion is going to show up as Batman. And then that would have been awesome, too. Yeah. Yeah. He would have been, he would have been, I like your fan fiction. Nathan Fillion has the perfect lower jaw for Batman. Yeah. And like, because that's all Batman is, right? As a just as lower a man, jaw with a man suit around it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, but so then when we're in the plane and he's talking, I'm like, "That's Nathan Fillion over there." Wait, yeah. no, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. That's anyway. awesome. where's this story going? I love that actually. No, so here's some of my favorite bits of trivia. Effects wise, there's lots of guts and blood in this thing. Um, this ra- uh, very yes, rated, this, very rated this brings me to the. Yeah, this brings me to the point where I go, uh, my my significant other thought the first Suicide Squad was way better than the Suicide Squad because of the a gratuitous, gross uh, oh, rated really? R. See, I disagree. Wow. Yes. For me, the, the R rating made it more in line with the comic books and therefore right. more authentic for me. I, I don't, you know, where, was it a little over the top in some ways? Sure, I guess, but... Uh, it, it fit. sure, I guess, destroying the, people's faces, pa- is, you know, Pete well, Davidson's did, face blowing out. Sure. What did she think of uh, Deadpool or Deadpool 2? She didn't watch those, so therefore, oh. yeah. she didn't like she probably them. wouldn't have liked those either. <laughs> probably not. No, yeah. she said, nah. Yeah, well, anyway, so this is cool. James Gunn's favorite shot in the film is when King Shark ripped a man in half, and here's why King Shark was CGI, his victim was a dummy with prosthetics. So that is not a CGI yes. victim getting torn in half. And here's the best part. Steve Agee, who plays the uh, John Economos, or whatever his name is, that works for Waller. He's the hairy nerd that's, you know. Oh, sure. In the, the most prominent of her her employees. Yeah. He's, he's the a big nerd. He's a comedian yeah. guy. Been around forever. He used to do that Sarah Silverman yeah. show. Anyway, um, he is the CGI stand-in for all of King Shark's performance. So... Uh, anytime you saw King Shark, you were actually seeing a, huh. a green screened up uh, 
Steve A.D. walking around doing stuff. Forgive me, forgive me if I totally missed something, but did anybody else ever catch anyone in this movie refer to him as King Shark? Because I think they no. always called him Nana Way. Yeah, I think the beginning yeah. they did. Uh, Amanda Waller when they, when he was she was walking Idris Elba mm. around, and I only know this because of my second. I had, I watched it twice because I had to capture stuff for it the second time. And right, um, right. she was showing him around the prison and saying who he was going to work with. And now John Cena's in tow. And now they're on the the part of the thing where all the weirdos really are. And she opens it up and they're like, holy shit, what the hell is this? Looking at the shark. And he's in there reading a book. Me read book or whatever he's doing. Me read book. And she goes, this is, she goes, this is King Shark. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Then, I think, I miss, yeah. Okay. I missed that. And, I, and it, it grew on me as the film went by. I'm waiting. Like they keep calling him Nanaway, and I get it. Like that's his name. Mm-hmm. So of course they they know him and they're working with him. And this, so like I guess someone asked him off camera, like what 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 do you want us to call you? But it's just like as as the movie was going, I'm like, when are they gonna? Anybody, somebody, some person on the street with a starfish on your face? Say say the name King Shark. What's that? <laughs> and not and what's how do we feel rack? about? Go ahead. Right. How do we feel about Starro? How do we feel about his uh, the in, in, introduction into this? Hold on, Starro, uh, help me. Starro, the starfish. Oh, yeah. the starfish. Oh, um, yeah. It's the most James Gunn ass thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, is the first uh, is the first foe of the, the the Justice League, right? Isn't that isn't that how that goes? I think so. If I remember it's correctly, very it's very old. old. Okay. Yeah, it's very old. Super cheese ball. Starro, the conqueror. And him, him again, a very bold move. Like, I don't know who, I don't know who at the studios he had to convince and say, look, I know this is going to look like a big pink starfish, but that's the point. <laughs> Because it's really an alien and it's horrible and it shits out these smaller versions of itself and takes over people. No, it doesn't shit them out. It it ejects them from like from its armpits. What the starfish equivalent of armpits? Yeah, Yeah. which has technically like five sides, like six armpits or something. But but yeah, like (laughs) that thing. That thing is ridiculous on paper, and I think execution here is super strong because the audience is supposed to immediately go a starfish. What the frick? And then they get close-ups of its gnarly skin and its violent ways and its mind-controlling bullshit and it's smashing people and bloodying them up. Like it's the perfect way to do something that dumb. It's yeah. great. I, I I I couldn't decide while I was watching the movie. I'm like, oh god, did they have they made a huge mistake? Is is this gonna just you know <laughs> is this gonna fail? Yeah, it's easy and, to wonder, right? Like you're like, yeah. this is your big bad at the end of the thing. What are you gonna do here? And then they did these like amazing elegant set piece scenes like you know harley quinn diving into that with the javelin into the eye and now right. she's floating in, in there. the eyeball yeah. yeah that was such a, a cool check off the, the music was right shoved in your eyeball <laughs> Dude, okay okay but, but stop stop for a minute for me because there's there's two ways to go here and i want to make sure we go one of them all right uh okay so like we're about to talk about peter capaldi hold on that all right. The thing. Let's let's come back a moment. There is a scene in the middle of this movie where Harley Quinn uses the javelin for the first time, and really the only time she really uses it. Mm-hmm. And That's twice. Two she is on an LSD trip while she's doing it, and <laughs> I I was just blown away by that because it has no business being in this movie. It's beautiful. It's wondrous. It's so disconnected from everything else and i'm i'm just like i'm asking a question and i yeah. can't find an answer to it was the javelin itself causing her to trip no i no, think she's she, just no. crazy that's all that is no that exactly that yeah. is that is it, when when it flips to those acid trip scenes that's us seeing the world through harley quinn's through, eyes exactly so, yeah yeah that's through the lens of her eye that's so, her although, yeah. although you do see like uh the the 
the birds and things flying around cowering in fear as she goes by them. Like yeah. one of them yeah. hides behind a pole. Yeah. 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 This movie I I I almost put in my intro somehow. I couldn't find a way to work this joke in, but this movie kills birds. This oh. movie oh, birds. Yeah. Oh, hates yeah. birds. Yeah. I don't know. But I would birds like get to... a little bit of birds get a little, a little bit of redemption. You know, yeah. Yeah, a little redemption but, there. Yeah. yeah. What's up, James Gunn? What's what's up? I don't know. Bird? That that yeah. was a weird joke that he was a running joke throughout the film about killing to birds of prey of some sort. I don't know. I was yeah, like trying to make knows? connections and I was like, I couldn't find any. Who knows? Yeah. But him, but the, the, the beginning scene where he's throwing the ball around and whacks that bird, I couldn't believe they just freaking killed that, that bird. That was great. Yeah. That yeah. set the tone for the movie. I love scenes yeah. in movies where the first scene sets the tone. Mm-hmm. And it's like okay, this is what I want. And of course, you know, especially like yeah. this movie has almost no connection to Birds of Prey. Like Birds of yeah. Prey, um, it ends with with Harley and Cassandra Kane, right? Yeah, like they're they're like literally driving away together. And then this movie, she's back in Infinity Criminal Prison, and they don't even mention Cass like <laughs> right. at all. Yeah, right. It reminded me of. Um, I think it's better, but it reminded me of when we went from uh, Winter Soldier. The amazing Captain America film, still my favorite, I think, of the MCU. Um, and it and and they had this incredible relationship between him and um, Scarlett Johansson's uh, Black Widow. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, it yeah. was so yeah. great to watch that relationship build, that friendship between Steve Rogers and her build. And it right. and the way that film ended up, I was like, now that is how you build relationships in a movie about superheroes. That was really, really good. And I really believe these two have this bond now. And then they roll right into the Ultron movie, and it's yeah. as if they never even talked. It was, <laughs> yeah. Really well, they needed her. They really needed her to be the anchor for the Hulk or the yeah. the. Um, they never uh, knew the soothing what to, influence for the Hulk. Right, yeah. right. They have they have yet to figure out how to use Black Widow. Even if well, you've seen the movie, they they <laughs> right. they've run out of time on that. Yeah. Well, they, they, <laughs> but, they, but they're but they're you know they're kind of going to the they, there may be yes, more Black Widow yes. movies, but not is Scojo. <laughs> well, sorry, I mean, we are so spoilery. This this like I'm sorry if right. you haven't seen that yet, folks. Yeah. No, it's no big what? deal. Well, what, no. haven't seen Endgame? No, but also also I'd say haven't seen Lawsuit. <laughs> like that maybe keep her right. out of the thing forever yeah. whether she dies in the movie. Maybe don't not. listen to movies about movie, <laughs> podcasts about movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah, you're, you're really uh, into let's, movies. Let's uh, let's jump over and talk about the other Marvel car- uh, actor crossover, uh, David Dastmalchian, uh, okay. Polka Dot Man. Polka Dot Man, right. who's uh, one of my favorite things. So good who's the Russian film. buddy of uh, Ant Man, uh, Scott Lang in the in the Marvel universe. Right, right. And he was right. back in uh, DC Town with uh, Dark Knight, where he was the right. Joker. He was assassinated somebody for the Joker. What was his deal? Uh, he, yeah, he was he was this creepy like Joker one of the follower. cops under the Joker's control or something. Yeah, something uh, like that. Something like that. So if if uh if if Ratcatcher is the heart of this movie, yeah, and Harley Quinn is kind of the psychosis of this movie, is this the insecurities? Is yeah. is this Polka Dot Man the insecurities of the movie? Kind of. I don't know. There's some there's some real heart with uh, Polka Dot Man too, though. Yeah, like he's a very a very. Uh, broken character yeah. that you kind of see gets some redemption with his but his love for Milton and his <laughs> it's yeah. a, it's another thing that only works in this movie and it only works to a point like they come yeah. really close to it's just weird and dumb and you know yeah. what I mean like yeah, yeah that he, was a risk too making everything yeah. his mom Pokemon, including the big giant Pokemon. bad 
Polka Dot Man. Polka Dot Man, let me just tell you something about that character. That is dangerous ground on any level. I don't care if it's comics, if it's a one-off. Polka Dot Man is, by definition, super stupid. In on yeah. in every definition. This is the first time I've ever seen them do something with that character. And I went, all right, I get it now. I get it. Yeah. Like they did it. Yeah. They pulled it freaking off. And it's not quite like he is in the comics. It doesn't, that's not how his polka dots work in the comics. Yeah. No. No. But yeah. the way they worked here and him having to purge it and getting all boily when he doesn't and <laughs> him and but his then, mother issues, like but, it's an amazing way to handle all that it was great but then as a as a writer as a screenwriter james gunn is begging you to not think too much about this stuff right because like he makes polka dot man it's way way op like so so ridiculously op (laughs) Mm -hmm. that you you wonder why you you know the the solution to all problems wouldn't just be send him in there tell him the bad guy looks like his mother and then you're done you're you're, you got it yeah that's his insecurities, right? That's that's what holds him back. Is it? That's what his weakness is. Is his insecurity? Yeah, yeah. he's so, just so he's nervous and ultimately and the powerful. Mother, the mother issues are like massive, and you know, yeah. like and the actress who plays the mother, Lynn Ash, she has a lot of cross, crossover stuff with uh, with Margot Robbie and DC movies. She's in Doom Patrol. She was in I Tanya is uh sean's mother oh okay. I, tanya so, yeah, is so good. some connective tissue i i tanya is so good it's Seriously. such a yeah. great movie oh my movie. gosh yeah that's yeah. a it's a mistake not to see that even if you don't have any reference to that old olympic stuff like it's so good yeah allison janney owns that movie it's so good but like uh, like yeah. i think i feel like we're, we're kind of starting to hit a theme here which is there there's funny stuff in this movie and it's really it's really legitimately funny but then James Gunn sees how many times he can run the same joke and gets right to the edge of, of making you dislike it, but yeah. doesn't like, yeah. like with the gore, right? This is, I was, I was reading, I was reading about goriest comic book movies ever yeah. made. Right. Yeah. And this is right. like, a, this is an easy entry into the top three Easily. of all oh, time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, and like the others are Punisher Warzone and Logan. Those are the other yeah. two of the top yeah. three most gory <laughs> movies about comic book characters. The walkthrough uh, of the uh, the insurgents camp is alone is oh, so cool. Hell yeah. yeah, right. And that's and yeah. that's that's a, that's my point. They they play it for laughs. Gore yeah. is funny because it's so unexpected and so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But then the movie just keeps going back to that joke, and you're like, right. okay. Uh, when the movie ended, I was like, man, if there had been one more gory <laughs> face explosion, I probably would have hated it. You know. Mm-hmm. And you know it, but it kind of makes sense from uh, maybe almost semi satirical because watching superheroes because a lot of times this is something we haven't really addressed until more in the last couple of years is like okay you do realize superheroes could essentially decimate mm-hmm. other humans you know in the movies most of the time in the proper ones you don't see them just absolutely just decimating people but yeah you know that's what would happen mm-hmm. i mean you know you just rip some heads off rip yeah. some arms off super do, violent do you guys have like a all-time most shocking superhero death either in movies or comics or you know like i feel like loki right. and uh Col- agent colson was pretty rough uh yeah. oh yeah you know, oh my god you yeah, know that destroyed that me turned out weird but uh but like um like it, to Joel me, Kinnaman's death is so fresh oh, in my yeah, mind really good. that yeah. the flag dying like that them going into his heart to show hey we're not kidding he's really dead yeah that uh, Yondu in the second Guardians movie Ooh, was a tough that one. Was good. Yeah, yeah, Yondu was good. There, it, you can really pull. Well, I, mean, I don't know. Randy? Maybe James Gunn's just better at this yeah. than most of them, but you can really um, yank people around with this stuff, you know? Yeah. 
you know, there's a there's a bunch, but the one that I still like, I'm I was the most shocked because I wasn't expecting it because I thought they had just established this character, and the character was going to be part of a thing for many movies to come was Quicksilver. Mm, yeah. When mm, when yeah. Quicksilver dies in Age of Ultron, it feels too soon for me. Mm, yeah. And so like I didn't yeah. even believe it the first time I saw it. Right. And yeah. there's that's uh, because they didn't have that inside his chest cavity. Showing his organs explode, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but it's like, it's like you've, you, like, you have to have watched every little movie and TV show to even get that Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver are, you know, you have to watch like extra after credit scenes and stuff. And, and then you're just barely starting to catch on to these characters. They've now been introduced and suddenly he's dead and she's mourning. Like she's miserable. Right. Right. And I just, I don't know. It just like, I I actually feel like a lot of the people don't like age of Ultron comes to that one thing. Like that was that decision. It was too early in the the canon. I'd say what's his, I'd say, um, Gamora is a rough one. Um, yeah, that's oh, a rough yeah. one too. Yeah, that was sold say, better because a, uh, what's his name I, of Thanos is Thanos's reaction and knowing that that actually caused him like serious sorrow that made that seem yeah, worse. Right. Yeah. By the way, I just want to point out uh, Joss Whedon killing Quicksilver unexpectedly is to Joss Whedon killing freaking uh, uh, Wash. Uh, wash oh, unexpectedly man it, we know it's gonna we know something like that's gonna happen with joss whedon right, right? we you gotta have something not, to fight for yeah we're, we're not surprised yeah. that the this general thing happens he does it all the time yeah yeah that's his job i will say one death that like made me like like shook me to the core mm. i mean it was coming it was the whole purpose of the movie and that was logan actually watching the oh, end sure. oh yeah of wolverine yeah was just that was really devastating good. yeah devastating stuff yeah. And, I'll, mm-hmm. and and this isn't quite the same as a main character, but when the Joker finally kills somebody in Joker and does it on mm-hmm. national television, mm-hmm. that scene uh, with with all of its, you know, De Niro, yeah, De Niro, yeah. that De Niro scene is really shaking. It's a it's a yeah. it's a it's it's what makes that movie have the edge and the cut and the teeth that it has. But that stuck with me for a long time because I was like, now I am seeing the true birth of this villain. Now this isn't just awkward dude who can't stop laughing, blah, blah, blah. And all that like that. If, if anything that was both shocking, horrible, but also made the film for me. And, um, you know, there's moments like that in all of this stuff. I think, you know, Batman yelling, uh, or trying to decide whether he's saving Harvey or the girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty rough. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah. That's what he, what was her so name? So you're talking yeah, about, you're, you're talking about the dark Knight. Yeah. Dark Knight. Yeah. What was her name? Um, Maggie Gyllenhaal character was uh, Rachel. No, not Mag. Yeah, Maggie Gyllenhaal. You're right. Uh, Rachel. Yeah. Rachel. 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 Yeah, it's Rachel. <laughs> yeah. I, I had to do it. Why did voice. you say that name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, like it's just there's opportunity that you never knew was there to like really make meaningful uh, moments out of the deaths of these ridiculous characters, and and this movie's mm-hmm. good at that. It, like even yeah. in the beginning, it's comedic because it's like, well. You know, you you had the bomb in your neck. You're freaking out and trying to swim away. I guess you're out. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you really do start out thinking, "Oh, this is a savant movie." Michael Rooker is the right. entire first act, <laughs> right? But then, yes. like, like you know, when he when he goes down, it's it's kind of it's not shocking, right? Because like you 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 know what you're in for once that all yeah. starts. Yeah, 
but it puts you on shaky ground, right? It's like, yeah. oh, well, maybe I don't know where this movie is going. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And it, anybody and, could die, including uh, Peter Capaldi. Capaldi is Thank the you. thinker. So, who is just, here we are. Yeah. He's boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I loved his role. I thought he was great. I, 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 I thought his performance was fine. I was just like, oh, what does he really do? He's well, the thinker. He's got stuff in his head. The but thinker is he really stupid. Hasn't, it's a stupid. He hasn't really done anything with yeah. the yeah, they, power. Like I, I was complaining that this movie takes detours and it and it takes detours like from the from the script. Like yeah. it does. It doesn't just you know. It doesn't just have like a cool piece where Harley Quinn is falling in love with some random uh, generalissimo. But like it, it from the from the page, you're like the thinker himself is a detour unnecessary you could have cut the entire character and had these guys just go up against the starfish and it's the same exact movie yeah right. he's mm-hmm. but peter capaldi chews up scenery he's really interesting oh. to watch um, yeah, i love it he's in freaking a jogging suit which i think is hilarious like it yeah. looks fantastic i love the visual look of it yeah. having those uh you know those what do you call those stupid tubes Oh, the uh, little hit. yeah, those little like tube radio head tube things, yeah, yeah little tubes. syringes, yeah, yeah. those yeah. are great. So I mean, and I like when he was the fact that they do a flashback and he doesn't have as many. Oh, right, yeah. fewer. I love yeah. that. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that was awesome. Like, like there were, and there were, uh, you know, I'm not complaining. I'm, I'm glad that there were all of these script detours. Like Milton, Milton was in oh, the movie for the purposes of a joke. <laughs> Like yeah. his right. entire existence is so that we can have a joke where they're in cubicles uh, in a in a building that's about to explode, and right. Harley Quinn has no, has no idea who Milton is. Yeah, like I think it was. I think it actually it 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 was there to. It's almost like uh, polka dot man's. You know, uh, it's like right. his, his, it was a yeah, way it, to show his boost his character exactly right yeah. to show that yeah. he he's you know not this unfeeling uh, jerk that he you know th- saw a. a like a simpatico in uh, yeah. in Milton, and yeah. he's devastated yeah. when he gets. And I love him. that Milton. It that was like James Gunn going, "All right, we got this. This dude's just going to tag around. You're barely going to see him or hear from him, right? And you're going to think of him as an extra, and you're going to kind of even wonder what the hell he's doing here. And then, yeah, yeah. and then like Milton all movies, still with us. All movies have red shirts in them, but this was like a red shirt with then a point, a point to the red shirt. And I yeah. loved that. I thought that and, was And uh, that's, that's, by the way, if you like making fun of IMDb, you're going to want to go look yes, Milton please. up. Um, his, uh, the actor is Julio Cesar Ruiz, mm-hmm. and his biography is the worst I've ever seen on IMDb. <laughs> his bi- that's, that's his biography, I don't know who wrote it. I can't imagine that either Ruiz or his agent wrote this. This, mm. this is Julio. someone's, someone's seven year old wrote this here. I want right. to, and I just, it, now I need to know what, what yeah. I can't find him for some reason. Milton Julio Cesar Ruiz. Oh, here he is. Okay. So his photo is him just standing. In the photo, street it's a good photo. Through. It's a good photo. It's, good, it's a fine photo. It says, wrong with that? uh, Julio just recently wrapped his filming, uh, wrapped filming DC comics, the suicide squad. James Gunn wrote and directed the movie. Julio's row is still unknown. Film is set to be distributed by Warner brothers pictures. His most recent credits include SWAT uh, on CBS and Eduardo Flacco Ruiz. I don't know what that is. Oh, Eduardo Flacco. Uh, he also had a memorable role on AMC's original show lodge 49. I don't know. It sounds like all these things are all boring. It sounds like a resume. Sounds yeah, okay. It's fine, but it doesn't sound exciting. Does it? No, if it I, it's terrible. Well, if you're Milton in this movie though, what a great role. Like oh, what a great role! Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you know. I love somebody. that he's crying. All he's almost crying in the first scene we see him in. Really, he's just <laughs> always in the van. So yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. great. 
That was great. Because actually, watching a shark, watch, watching King Shark rip somebody to death right in front of you, Milton shows what we would do, yeah. right? Oh my God. Yeah. I now, I, I think this. it's important to note this. Like, if some people out there have seen, you know, there there is this trend toward what comic what if kind of concepts, and they often, you know, head into territory like the boys. Um, mm-hmm. If you've mm-hmm. seen the boys at all, and you and that's not your jam, this isn't that. Like it, no. it, it is in some no, way. There, like there's there's there, taste. That was of it. the first thing that came to mind though was the boys after watching this. Like what what I was trying to compare it to is like well it's kind of the boys, but they're there's a different tone right to the boys that this doesn't have. Yeah. But right. it is kind of that uh here's the grittier, dirtier side of of for, for sure. For sure. But the one thing you don't get like the boys the boys has a certain kind of nihilism that's really Right. You know, kind yeah. of hard to escape. And I think it's really good at what it does. I, I'm, this isn't me criticizing the boys. I like that show a lot. But but the this movie, you know, imagine the the character Jake. Uh, oh, crap. I can't think of his name in, in the boys. Jake, crap. Jake uh, he plays the main character, Jack. Oh, his name is Jack. Jack. Um, <laughs> shit. Uh, who who Jack said Jack Quaid. Shit. Jack shit? Jack Quaid. Quaid. Jack Quaid. Thank you. Jack Quaid. The, the Quaid son, the, the married to, or you know the the kid yeah. of the two famous Quaids. Anyway, yeah. Uh, he's he's the heart of that show. Uh, way less mm-hmm. sympathetic in the comic, but in the in the show, he's the one where you're like, okay, he he actually's trying to do something good. He's trying to be nice. He's trying to do nice things. Everyone around him is a psychopath. Horrible. Death means nothing to them. Homelander. Uh, freaking sexual assault, the deep, all those guys, right? They're awful. Yeah. Uh, this isn't that in that they're they have shades of awfulness, but like like we say, like uh, Peacemaker has a genuine desire to be Peacemaker. Like he he yeah. he thinks he's, he's doing better, good in the world. Himself. Exactly. So there's I don't know. There's a nuance there that makes it I think a cut above that. If that bugs you, this is not that entirely. But but Brian's right. right. Like tonally. When you take when they take out the camp and then you find out those were all good guys that they killed, it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, geez. oh no, yeah, that's bad. What you did there? Because yeah. it's, on it's, one hand, it's you're like comparison, but it's still there yeah. are some loose tendrils that connect the two. Right. right. I could I well, could see how that joke might fail to land. <laughs> right. A sure. lot of of a potential audience, mm-hmm. you might you might go badumptish, and they're like, ooh, no, yeah. I. I don't like I thought this. it was less of a joke and more of a statement on almost the viewer because I'm in I'm watching going, Oh, that was a good kill too. Oh, that another good stunt. Look mm-hmm. at oh uh, yeah. also a very good stunt. And were you not questioning it during guilty. during the killing? Were you not questioning it? Like you keep seeing women that aren't armed getting killed. Right. Yeah, well, I can't, I didn't. That was the thing. No, that's I that's why I felt that's why I felt indicted at the end when it felt less like a joke and more like, oh, the joke's on you. You uh, you accepted these things mm-hmm. like like we usually do in superhero films. Sure. And I'm like, oh, sure, okay. Um, Thank you for the mirror. Here you can have it back. Now, here's a funny thing about this movie. Uh, this right here, if I can find it. Where is it? Right. Gross. Um, before I ask you what you think. I thought was gross. I will tell you that it's none of the effects, like none of the fake gore or any uh-huh. of that gets me. So right. that just gives you a head start. Where, where what do you think uh, grossed me out? <sighs> feels the radish thing, to me. Mm. The only thing, uh-huh. the only thing I wrote down was uh, uh, Kinnaman getting slammed into uh, 
toilets during the big fight with Peacemaker and having all that toilet water dropping down on him, yeah. knowing right. knowing that it's actual just clean water, probably from a clean water jug, yeah. <laughs> a clean porcelain a new toilet uh, and all of that. Container. Sure, but uh, I would like to go ahead and give you the credit. You are correct. That is the thing. Oh, that me nice, up. good job. Um, now, now, what I wanted to say though was. Uh, the movie was, you know, whatever the gore is, whatever it is. But the the thing that really got me was when Harley was being interrogated and mm-hmm. her being tied up the way she was, and the way they were just kicking the shit out of her and also mm-hmm. shocking her and all that. That to me was the most. Um, how do I put this? The, uh, that's difficult the scene. That, yeah, it was very difficult for me to watch, even though I, you know, I know what's going on, and also Harley's crazy and she's singing, and you know, there's there's all this mitigating circumstances to a scene like that. But sure, when right. she's done, or they're done with her, she opens her eyes behind that guy who's checking his freaking Facebook or whatever, and then wraps her legs he's, around him. He's and chokes texting him out. someone a bunch of emojis. Emojis, yeah, yeah. So yeah. funny. Yeah. It's like a uh, lightning bolt, a uh, yeah. woman in a red dress, yeah. smiley face, tears. <laughs> Puke, puke, puke. It was yeah. so funny. I just got to say, yeah. though, there, that, that her doing that, choking him out, popping his neck, getting his boots, and then going on her flower shooting rampage is yeah. some of the most, some of the coolest affecting cinema I've seen in a while. And yeah. I didn't just most, find it funny or cool looking. It was more than that. It was like a level above that. I thought that stuff was. Yeah, it, it was right, very... Watching her unlock a lock with her, her toes. I mean, I'm no Tarantino, but uh, that's some damn impressive toe work. <laughs> yeah, right there. that toe work is top brass. <laughs> top notch toe work. Yeah. Top notch. Yeah, it was impressive. But yeah, the Harley Quinn. The Harley Quinn uh... See what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I get you, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Dunaway. What are you going to say? <laughs> Oh, um, oh, I was just saying that I felt like it was one of the more comic book uh, things when Harlequin was going through there and, you know, the, the birds and everything are flying in the back. It's very, very cartoony, very comic book. Yeah, I yeah. appreciated bringing that to Such a cool combo of like blood, guts, yeah. action, uh, and then it felt, crazy. It felt and... like every action sequence, like where when uh, there were some things that were just a brief moment of action. But when you had a sequence like mm-hmm. uh, where they're initially – taking out the rebel camp um every one of them felt like comic book storyboarding to me mm-hmm. like they were they were mm-hmm. the right. shots the shots were very framey you know mm-hmm. yeah and i like agree without was, without being you know making it gimmicky they definitely gave it that right, feel yeah. i mean uh, not gonna always sin city style right you know, right right there. but but different than the rest of the movie like the the that's where the comic bookiness is being put on display it's also hard for movies like this to surprise me but i was in genuine shock and surprise when uh leader of the or the the coup attempter guy turned around and she shot him right in the chest i did not see that coming no i yeah, had no that idea that was that was well, fantastic yeah. for a number fantastic. of reasons and uh, i want a trope alert on the main one mm-hmm. uh, hold on i got it hey. This gun that you've, this antique gun that you have on display, it's right, loaded. Right. Yeah, she said, she even said it, it right. We couldn't even she make even a joke about out. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah we couldn't even make out. a joke about that. it because they joked about it themselves. Yeah. They're like, yeah. man, you're stealing all my material. Yeah, I love that. I love that she turned around too. and then after it's all over and it's all very dramatic, and she looks at the gun and goes, "I right. can't believe this thing was loaded." It's like what, yeah. once again yeah. another uh, another good move that made me realize that I am the person. Uh, that that some of this stuff is being aimed at because I'm like, oh no, you know, it's like, oh Harley, you got yourself in trouble now. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're in trouble now, and I'm like, oh yeah, 
No, she's not because it's Harley Quinn, and yeah. she's gonna and she, she's gonna she's gonna flip it. She doesn't need to be saved. In we a set way, right yeah. up into in a weird way. Yeah. She planned all this, like you know, and it's it, it, it's maybe yeah. happening in real time, but in her head, this is all part of her deal. And then, yeah. and then, and, and and even at the end, she still has the wherewithal to say, "Oh, you came to save me. Well, I can go back inside." Like, <laughs> so we we could relate to that because we we were already pulling for them to save her, and so we was already on team save Harlequin, and so it it created a good emotional response, and that was just, I think that's really smart filmmaking and writing. That's yeah. just it's that great. was good. I love it, especially because Harlequin is is only one of many. Uh, uh, comedic, heroic psychopaths in this movie. Right. Like it's not a, it's not Birds of Prey. Like she is, mm-hmm. she is just like she has to stand up to like a freaking polka dot man mm-hmm. is a heroic, <laughs> comedic psychopath, yeah. right? Yeah. Like right. in fact, in fact, like uh, we actually are given to believe that polka dot man is the craziest person on this island, and you know, so like that that kind of works against Harley Quinn. So they have to do some some serious character portrayal and they did. They really, uh, they really established her. She was born it's to really play cool. this role. And I'm really glad to read things oh, like God, she, yeah. she said in an interview this last, just this last week that she will do this as long as they'll let her. She loves this character. She loves being in the this yeah. DC extended universe and she will play Harley Quinn until they tell her that she can't anymore. And I think that's, I don't know. That's great. Cause she just lives the role in a way that yeah. is just, I mean, joyful. Harley Quinn was already there written in the comics. It was pretty, it, it, it felt pretty close to what we wanted, but Margot Robbie has just finished. She's yeah. become that, that story. character. Yeah, yeah. And, maybe and now Tina it's fed back around. Yeah. You know, maybe Tina will yeah. give her another chance. She might. You know, point. maybe maybe in Tina's case, maybe it's just <laughs> like you know, like if you go back to the origins, you know, she's a uh, she's Harley from the animated the Batman animated series. Yeah, she's from TV. Yeah. yeah, she came to comics yeah. later, and so. Maybe there's something about just that character, which is, hey, Mr. J, and the whole yeah. baby bear. It is, it is that accent. Yeah, that, Mr. J. That yeah. Brooklyn that Brooklyn kind of thing going yeah. on, maybe. But yeah. that line she says where, I didn't record it. I wish <laughs> We I don't have accents. Yeah. We, like, goes, we yeah. like accents because we don't have them. But she says, she goes, <laughs> the way she worded that, she goes, because we ain't got none. And I'm like, That's what it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that guy freaking javelin with his like dainty German accent. Just like a TDK, yeah. what does this name mean? What does this stand for? <laughs> Your name is just letters. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Let's throw all names characters. of letters, dickhead. So yeah. even even these throwaway characters, which are all going to die in like five minutes, right. are so. With the exception of TDK, I think he could have just given more for Fillion to do. I just that's the one character in this entire mess. I think he could have had more to say, uh, yeah. maybe. But they're all none of it was wasted. All of it felt. Yeah. earned uh, and this is me not even i knew enough about boomerang dude from the comics um he's in the one right the the run i just read he was a big that's, part of it that's captain boomerang captain dude. boomerang this australian guy i didn't know he was in the first suicide squad but um i know enough about the character to know that they just totally nailed it and he's such a dick i was happy to see you get run over and blown apart because okay, so yeah, let me come back yeah. to my first question of this episode, Scott. Yeah how how did you watch this movie with and and feel how you feel about Margot Robbie and everything else, and not immediately go watch the 2016 movie? Well, part of it was because I knew we were going to do it here, because um, right, I'm sure right. we are, right? Like I want to, but and because yeah. Kim hadn't seen it either, she goes, "We should watch that," and I'm like, "I mean, it might be film sack though. I don't know if we're okay. Gonna... All right, it is. It answer. is. Um, yeah, I mean, the fact that it's worse." That it's not as good as this. It is 
way more potential film sack than I think even the Suicide Squad was. I'm just going to turn into a three-syllable movie title. <laughs> yeah. Suicide. Uh, <laughs> I like it. I like it. It's a good but, change. But no, for the first one feels way more sackable to me because it takes itself yeah, yeah. a little bit more seriously not completely Absolutely. but it does take itself more seriously and, and as as i already have established jared leto jesus yeah, yeah. right um Oof. david Ayer, the director of the and writer of the first one will tell you that um his vision was not what the studio got him to do so he was always pissed sure. and the real easy he, for him to say now well he didn't come <laughs> to the success of this one <laughs> they, he wouldn't even come back like he was like so mad and and they changed a bunch of stuff and now he's saying well you know my vision quite frankly is a lot like uh what james gunn was up to and i don't know why they were so resistant to me back in 2016 and it's probably a combination of things like you know what you're getting with james gunn you hired him for this job you also yeah. hired him right. by the way this goes back to when he was being shunned by everybody and fired by disney that's when D- or Warner said, hey, why don't you come do this weird thing with us? We'll give you a car- carte blanche, go full rated R, do whatever you want. Like that was like a strategic move from the studio to say, screw you, Disney, we're taking your best dude and making a thing. Sure. But that's all changed since then in terms of the relationships. But yeah. that, that gave him all that freedom, whereas David Ayer was just sort of like, well, I'm mostly a writer. I barely direct. In fact, I think it was his directorial debut, and I just don't think they had the trust. So I don't I don't know. Again, not mm-hmm. having seen the movie, I don't know the results, but that's a there's a whole fascinating backline to all that stuff and And James Gunn uh just turned 55, so uh we got some we got some more years ahead of us. He's of, got that silver fox business going do. on that that cool white hair he's got now. It's cool. I like it. Uh yeah, he needed he needed to stop dyeing his hair. It was <laughs> it was bad. Um but uh like you know like there's guys uh, i was just talking to scott about this yesterday there's there's some people that are as they get into their 50s they need to they need to stop and my my example is um pearl jam yeah pearl, pearl, pearl eddie Vedder. uh it looks like a squirrel on your head you just yeah. no, let, let that hair be its natural color yeah. it, it's funny you say this the day after scott's wife convinces I, him ex- to dye his exactly. beard no, that's, that was, exactly that was, that was what started like, Shut up, that's Brandy. what started the no there's nothing to hide here that's what started the conversation because i've been very open about how um yeah. i didn't go the way my wife said it would and i don't know if i like it or not and uh, it, randy randy sent me a picture and said you know look at these look at pearl jam and He's right. Dude, like, just, oh, okay. dude you want to dye your hair? Dye your hair. You want to grow it long? Grow it long. Cut it short? Do it. Just do what makes you None of this is an issue, and I'm not trying to hide right. it. When I got the beard done, uh, I mean, it's really simple. She said, oh, it'll be as light as your normal color that, that you've always yeah. had. It just won't be so patchy and weird like it is now. And I'm like, okay, great. Let's try it. Well, gee, thanks for that backhanded compliment, I suppose. <laughs> it won't be, as, won't be as weird and patchy as yeah. it is now. Yeah. Honey, I love you. Yeah, I love you, though. And then I got I just, it done, just, and I went and looked in the mirror, and I'm like, no, that's you. dark. It's dark. What happened? This isn't supposed to go this way. Well, now I'm just living with it until it grows out. So, Well, it, yeah. you know, it's really an illusion because what happens is uh, facial hair, it doesn't take it doesn't take much to change your appearance completely. So, I mean, just even the slightest color change can oh, yeah. change your totally facial structure yeah. quickly. Yeah. Plus, I got fans right yeah. in going, you should do full purple. Go, let's go green. Or, it, do it. It's yeah. hair, man. Who cares? Hey, Brian, Brian, I, I just want to say, I am not saying that, uh, uh, what's his name? Eddie Vedder and Jeff Ament should not dye their hair. They should dye their hair like if they rat. want to dye their hair. You say I'm it looks saying, like a rat's head. 
Yeah, I'm saying that Eddie <laughs> Vedder and Jeff Hammett. Like yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, I'm saying that by them dyeing their hair, they are right. making Mike McCready look a hundred years old. And okay. that, is, that is my that is my issue. That's that's rude of them. You're right. That's yes, rude. That they should rude. they should do it as a group. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they should share a box. Seriously, you look up a recent picture of Pearl Jam. Mike McCready, who is 55, same age as James Gunn, looks yeah. 100 years old. Yeah, yeah. It just depends on who you are. Like once in a while, I'll, I don't know, my brother, he's older than me. He's like, I don't know, 50, he's probably 55, something like that. But my brother's Korean and they have better blood than us whiteys, yeah, yeah. man. He looks amazing. He looks 15. Yeah. I hate it. And he's still built like a 15-year-old. He's all muscled up and looking great. And 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 he always says, well, I'll just get y'all at once when you're Korean. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, it'll happen like a weekend. <laughs> like yeah. he'll, be, he'll suddenly yeah. hit a certain age. And then the next time you see him, he'll look like a wizened old, you know, curled up potato. But not now. Not right now. Anyway. And, and uh, just to round out the James Gunn thing, um, we have... Uh, four things coming from James Gunn that we know for sure. We have the Peacemaker TV series, which is apparently in the can and yeah, coming in early right, 2022. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have two Guardians of the Galaxy movies. One is a holiday special, uh, right. oh, which is going to come on onto Disney Plus. Presumably, we think it's going to be December 2022, so oh, we're over a year away from that. Yeah. And then Guardians three, which I mean, we 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 are pretty sure it's going to happen, right? Like that's a oh yeah. Sure. That's, that's yeah. kind of got to happen. It's in the, it's in it's the. It's going to be as Guardians of the Galaxy because uh, Thor is flying around with them right now. Right. Oh, right. And then, right. and then the scariest thing going, which is he has apparently written a movie called Wiley e. Coyote, which is going to be oh, a Warner Brothers real a- live action plus cartoons movie. Mm. Are you sure this isn't like a funny or die thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a it's a movie. He it's can a, do it. He's written a movie. He can do it. Now, uh, is that going to be faith. live action slash animated Wally Coyote, or are they going to like totally reimagine an individual like Pink Panther films? Oh, well, it says combo at live action and animated, right? Oh, yeah. boo! I would prefer, I would prefer a Pink mm-hmm. Panther. Of course you would, but here's the take. thing: like you. Well, remember, Pink Panther came out before the cartoon, though. So the cartoon, right? The right. cartoon was only it has in the a and they're not related at all, really. Yeah, it's yeah. Just they 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 made themselves related later. Yeah, they but forced yeah. it in. But mm-hmm. in this particular case, it's just that you're telling me James Gunn is in, is is involved that 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 makes me excited. If you told me that he was doing a Smurfs movie, live action combo animated, I'd get excited. Anybody else, I say, please don't waste your time. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's the only guy that could or. Or, you know, that the otherwise nobody else could. I'm just saying in this particular case, you have my attention because the dude does weird shit. And, and, I, always and I just want to be really clear. Me. He's not directing the Wiley e. Coyote movie. He wrote the Wiley e. Coyote movie. Still interesting oh. to me. I'd still yeah, be interested okay. in his writing. And then the coyote orders something from <laughs> Acme. <laughs> space space <laughs> and then he painted a wall on a rock and it looked like a tunnel but the roadrunner went through it somehow and then when he tried he got flattened return return stable genius now yeah that sounds great not stable genius what was what did he used to say super, uh, super uh, genius super that's it yeah super, super genius. genius the only time we ever that's talked it, yeah. yeah it was great yeah they didn't need to give him a voice <laughs> they yeah, didn't, that didn't those are great cartoons because those that was like when we yeah it would have been chuck jones that was doing those with the voice those are still really good i agree he didn't need a voice but right those two or three uh, my favorite is the one where the kids are watching and discussing the uh the 
the cartoon. That's one of my favorites when we're talking about what he's doing. Oh, I don't remember. You know what I'm talking that. about? You guys no. haven't seen that one? The cartoon, know, the huh? Wally Coyote, where there's the two kids and they're watching. They're like a Beavis and Butthead kind of thing? Yeah, where they're, they're watching. watching they're and... not, yeah, they're not like a bunch of Beavis and Butthead, but yeah, they're making commentary on uh, you know what's going on. I have and, no memory you know, of this. No. Oh, wow. I have to find a clip and send that. You find that and send it. Yeah. You get on that. so meta. Yeah. Yeah. You get on that. Uh, uh, Viola Davis mm. is back in the exact same role she had in the first one. Yeah. Uh, only, only this time the movie becomes self-aware <laughs> and has another person in the room hit her in the head. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the movie, the movie just suddenly realizes, oh wow, this Amanda Waller character is a real bad guy. We need to stop her. Yeah. <laughs> and just bang, bonk, yeah. and she falls and over. By the I way, love everything about because you need that big heavy, right? Because you got to have yeah. somebody who's willing to push the button yeah. and uh, and destroy yeah, but, thing. But trope alert: we have to take the button offline for most of the right. movie. Right? Yeah. yeah, which was yeah. fine. But I I did not realize some people can't act while they're walking, and she <laughs> she has trouble can't walk and act at the same time. She has trouble. Yeah, speaking when she's walking, I don't know what it is. Really? Ooh, I hope know. she's never in an Aaron Sorkin thing. Right, exactly. <laughs> what I, I was no thinking, idea. I was like, ooh, if they do two more mini hall walks, she's really? screwed. Are you sure? Really? I didn't know. I thought the hall walking through the Go back was and listen fine. to that. Play the clip that you played at the very beginning. Okay, here. Uh, of, 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 of you know the deal. Successfully complete the mission, you get 10 years off your sentence. Well, what's she's wrong, walking what's wrong there with any of that? In that very first part. She was yeah. walking. Yeah. What's wrong with that? They just didn't overdub, like didn't uh, do a, an ADR of her talking without right. the, the footsteps. But she, it, that just says that she's probably not projecting very much. I don't know, dude. She's, I, allowing, I she's, allowing, no. she's allowing the walk. Hey, that's just a personal preference <laughs> in, in a performance. I'm not saying she's a bad actress. Right. I'm just saying personal preference. I'm going to go ahead and say she's a great actress and I'm going to say... Oh, yeah, she's a great actress. That, she uh, can get away with murder right here. Yeah, she totally can. <laughs> um, but I also like that she got kind of put in her place, but also the character that hit her in the back of the head never showed up again. There's a chick in the bucket. That's her. That's a chick she's in the dead. infinity jail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's dead. Yeah, she's probably dead or disappeared or however you want to um, put it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that... Good, good job uh, on James Gunn making it another black woman. I was like... Uh, like I, the first thing I noticed when, as soon as Viola Davis is getting hit in the head, I'm like, "Oh, who's doing this?" Who, I thought it was gonna be Steve. Agee. About yeah, I thought it was what? gonna be Steve Agee, the the dude. I thought he was gonna do yeah. it, but nope. They had the little no. uh, the little black lady do it. This He's is our victim. this is our first Viola Davis movie on Film Squad. Uh, film Squad. Film Squad. Uh, yeah, film Squad. <laughs> that's our new. That's our new <laughs> suicide. Sack. Why didn't I think of that? I did a whole film. Um, coming. It's also I, I was just like going through, man. It's also our first Margot Robbie movie, our first John Cena movie. Like really it's, it's basically the first for everybody in the cast, Sylvester Stallone. It's our it's our umpteenth Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, millions we, of those. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's um, crazy. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I mean John Cena's been, been a shark, I think, though. Well, oh yeah, for sure. But John yeah. Cena's never I mean, he's just he's new in Hollywood, r- relatively speaking. Yeah. yeah so yeah. we just haven't gotten around to stuff he's I'm, I, I'm I, surprised it's our first Margot Robbie because you know, she's done some weird science fiction stuff here and there. Not just the Wolf of Wall Street and other things like yeah. that. Has she but know, you guys, she, what else has she done? I can't think of anything. Uh I Tanya, obviously. Oh right. Yeah. yeah. Not really um, sacky though. Birds of Prey. Gosh, a uh, uh, bombshell. There was right? some there was some sci-fi thing that uh, I always see the title card for on Hulu or Amazon Prime that 
that I always think about checking out and I never do. Uh, uh, it's not. Um, oh, hold on. Let's see. Is it terminal. terminal? Terminal. Terminal. Oh, terminal. Let's see what terminal yeah. is. Here. I always see that shot right there of her standing in front of a bunch of uh, TV screens. TV screens. Oh. A film noir one. taking place in a train terminal at night. Add two male assassins, a female assassin, waitress, teacher, janitor, and a crime boss, and revenge. Who says mystery is a lost art? No. Uh, Simon Pegg, Margot Mike Robbie. Myers. How is this not on film Sakari? I don't know. <laughs> I was confusing it with The Terminal. Totally yeah, no, it's a totally different, right, totally different right. movie. Yeah. This is poorly reviewed, but, that but there, that doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah. Poorly reviewed. Yeah, we should do it. And uh, all these, you know, people we like. Yeah. Now, speaking of John Cena, he's in the he he plays a, he plays something that is a sequel that I love and I never I never even seen the original, but it's a totally different movie. It's called Daddy's Home Two. It's a uh-huh. Christmas yeah. movie. Mm. Oh yeah, it's a Christmas movie, and John Cena's in that, and it's it's like all about one upping the manliness of each of these dads. The Will Ferrell thing, right? Yeah, Will uh, Ferrell, right? Yeah, and right. Mel Gibson is in this one. It's uh, it's. But oh it's right, this is the weird one with, uh, John Lithgow and Mel Gibson are the dads, the old dads. Yeah. yeah, it's this weird, weird, stupid. And I don't know if it's because I was like, oh, it's a Christmas movie. Let's put those bars down a couple of inches. Daddy's Home Two mm-hmm. rates up there pretty good. Yeah, I liked it. For me, I, I will admit it. I saw this and I thought it was all right. But the thing that stole it for me, and I know we're not, we're, we're intermittently not supposed to like Mel Gibson all the time, whatever. But I right. I really liked Mel Gibson in that movie. Oddly, oddly, uh, Mel Gibson wasn't he slated as a possible director for this? Am I confusing this for another movie I was watching? I don't know. He's, he gets asked to do know. some weird stuff. I thought he was but like that's, slated. That's to, thing he did a couple of years ago was yeah, great. Yeah, I think His, it was this movie. Oh, he I was, love that. He was. <laughs> I love. He was that slated to actually step in as director on on uh, Suicide Squad. Oh, maybe really? early on. Here, here's wow. the deal. He's, Mel Gibson is. Uh, I mean, love him or hate him, old Mel Gibson is my favorite Mel Gibson, even though it's, that's likely the most dick time in his life, um, <laughs> apparently, by all the stuff he says <laughs> off, off air. But but he's there's something about his portrayal when he's an older dude at, right. that I really like. I loved him as the baddie in, what, what did we see? Uh, Expendables 3, was it? They had him as right. the oh, big yeah, bad? Right. That was great. It was great. He should do more of that stuff. Quit yeah. a dick. He, he needs to just come out, apologize very publicly for what he did, and and has he done that already a couple start, of times. No. Am I has remembering he, incorrectly? No, I thought he had. A we just wanted to. Like, <laughs> I don't know. You know how it is today. It's like yeah. it's like. Oh, I heard him apologize, and people go, "Yeah, but he didn't mean it." And it's like, "Oh, then he didn't apologize." I don't know. He should apologize. I don't want to be he in did. this conversation oh, anymore. Yeah, I don't either. That's why I'm saying if I can just yeah. see a few movies where I like his character, that's enough for me. That's all I care about. Yeah. And yeah. and just I just want to say again, I've said this before on Film Sack, my friends, I really like I like that you like movies. I I'm impressing on you. Please go watch the movie Trainwreck, John Cena, oh, yeah. his sister. Oh, yeah, I've seen that I've one. Heard, that is good. I've heard that yeah, with good. Amy Schumer. I don't think I've yeah. seen right? Trainwreck. Yes. That, yeah, and, that's an, an impressed, uh, and that's what yep. imp- impressed uh, James Gunn uh, with his performance in that movie, correct? Oh, really? That's how he got know. landed this role. I don't know. Hmm. Well, all was, I know is another like, one that he was in with um, Tina Fey. Oh, the part uh, where they had a giant party. Uh, yes. Tina Fey, Amy Poehler. Um, but it wasn't oh. Baby Mama. It was another one. That was great. Um, Shoot. Yeah. I, I do remember crap. that, that he was good in that, too. What was that called? I'm, we need to recommend this like legit recommend it. It's actually very good. 
All right, um, let me pull yeah. it up. I'll pull it up. John Cena. I think you just have to like summon him like uh, like Beetlejuice, <laughs> right? And he oh. shows up. Yeah, exactly. It was right around uh, the time they were. Was it half sister playing no. with fire? No. no. Damn it! I can't and find it. John it was Cena. great. In your hottie hot. I'm looking. Heads. I'm looking at Amy Poehler's stuff, thinking I'd find it faster, but I'm but I'm not. Oh yeah. It's not Baby Mama, right? No, no, damn it! That, that's not yeah. listed on his thing, is it? No, I'm looking at Polar's list. Oh, right, you're at Polar's yeah, list. Yeah, I thought I'd find it faster. Was it playing with fire? No, no, that's the fire, the fireman one. Oh my hell! Recent fireman one. <laughs> I want to say it was right around the time Inside Out came out, where she voiced that Pixar movie. But I can't. Is it Half Sisters? No, that's right. oh, well, yeah, you talking Google about uh, Inside sisters. Out? It's called Sisters. Sisters. Oh, Sisters. Twenty fifteen okay. Sisters. Okay. I just said. Even close. Just Google Tina Fey and John Cena. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, what are you Why did I do that to begin with? Yeah. Uh, a guy at the party that Tina Fey hooks up with. Yeah. Okay. Named right. a guy named Pazuzu. <laughs> Pazuzu. Pazuzu. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> That's why I wrote that up when I was looking at the list. Like, no, it can't be that because he's playing some wow. character named Pazuzu. Wow. It's... I love that Amy Poehler and Tina Fey can't make a movie together without including Maya, Ru- Maya Rudolph, Rachel right. Dratch. Like, they just yeah. thanks, a... Gibby. That's all what I do, man. man. If, if I ever make a movie, let me tell you what. This whole crew here, yeah. you're in my movie. That's right. The exactly. next movie we do, yeah. you guys are all Sweet, in the dude. movie. You three Sweet. would be in all my movies. You kidding right. me? Yeah. Can you they also can you get McKinnon Rachel Dratch in there thing. as well? Let's get Rachel Dratch in as well, no matter what. Can we get yeah. her in? No matter yeah, what? Okay. Yeah, she's an honorary member of this group here. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. <laughs> Look here, Debbie Downer. I love her so much. She's just amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Let's uh let's move on here. Um I think we, I don't know, what else we got? We may have it all. Have we, got, have we I, done it all? Should we do cri- clips? Or? We, we, didn't even, all. we didn't talk about a lot of things. I mean, we yeah. didn't talk about the cute little uh, jellyfish suckers that were in the... Uh, oh, yeah. In, yeah, I mean, we didn't talk about a lot of the plot. (laughs) Right. We spent most of this time talking about the actors and actresses in this film and very little about the plot itself. So that that... I don't know what that says. Uh, Any any talk about the the stingers? Obviously, one of them is the setup for uh, Peacemaker. Right. Right. The other one, one I was really happy to see that Weasel didn't die. (laughs) Yeah, Weasel's okay. Yeah, were you, though? Were you happy? (laughs) Yes, I love that character. I just love the noises that he... He's hilarious. He's fun to watch, right? And he was never comfortable. He was never, like, he couldn't hold still. (laughs) He made stupid words. I don't want a a Weasel movie, but I would like a Weasel 30-minute one-shot on HBO Max. (laughs) How about about a 15, like, a little, like, like at the beginning of each of the Ice Age movies? How about, like, a little squirrel? Yes, like the Pixar. Right, yeah. right. Scrat, that could be his basically, little thing. Yeah, it's yeah. basically he's he's basically visual scrat. What is In Weasel's movie? Scrat, what is your visual scrat? What well, is this Weasel's- movie? The entire the entire backstory of Weasel is one line delivered by Flag. He says, "Don't worry, he's harmless." Well, I mean, he's not harmless. He's killed twenty seven children. That's <laughs> right. like that's the whole backstory. That's it. That's all you're yes, getting. That's about all Weasel. we need to know. Yeah. So I'm looking it up. His alias is Jack the we uh, or alias Jack the Weasel. He was a professor at Vandermeer Jack University, um, became a supervillain and serial killer. But what's his power? I guess he's just turned. He's a giant into a- weasel. I mean, anytime. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you look at if you look at nature, it comes pretty obvious pretty quickly that humans are the weakest animal at our size. Mm. And if you put any other animal at our size, keeping everything else, they're going to destroy us. Oh, listen to this. Absolutely physically destroy us. This is dark. All right, here's his biography. 
John Jack Monroe was a student at University or Stanford University in the 1960s. He was a brilliant but social outcast, uh, owing this to his thin frame and narrow features, which earned him the name uh, nickname Weasel by his peers and made him the target of constant bullying. The uh, constant torment drove Monroe to become a psychopath and decades later, a serial killer. As an adult, Monroe became a teacher at Vandermeer University in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, uh, and apparently cheated his way in there where a number of his fellow childhood students uh, now held prominent positions. He was rarely noticed by his contemporaries, but convinced himself that they were constantly plotting behind his back to prevent his acquisition of tenure at the school. Uh, he developed a light but flexible, rugged fur costume suit, equipped with claws and four <laughs> fingers on each hand, which had began, or say, uh, began stalking his peers using the identity of Weasel. He murdered three of his associates before turning his sights on his newest supposed rival, Martin Stein. Anyway... Uh, but when does he fall in a, a vat of acid and turn into, you know, and meld with his Well, that's the thing. In, according to the origin, he was never an actual weasel or, you know, didn't right. it was, it wasn't this right. metahuman thing. Um, that he, came he basically later. became the worst part of the things accused him of being. Right. Is that kind of that's human right. nature, right? To become the thing that people Let's accuse see. you of being it, it, another me okay weasel was known for his high profile holler which was part of the terminal subgroup Holla! uh he attended other gatherings blah, blah blah something equipment under his coat okay so they don't actually say when he became full like literal weasel yeah but so we're just assuming that they probably james gunn read it and said you know what we should be a literal weasel. Well, this me this Do me it. this use this use of him brilliant that's <laughs> the way you do yeah. it yeah. hilarious hilarious yeah. I, mean, I mean in the reveal that i mean it, it's obviously he's there to establish that you know the people in charge just don't give rats ass rats about ass. the team ass. members yeah. right yeah. they just don't care yeah. right and no. so i mean when he falls in he can't swim it's like oh there's a major oversight by the way, would you, you guys realize. would you guys freak out the way Edris Elba does when a bunch of rats crawl over your face? Would that freak you guys uh, out? Uh yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't freak me out. Didn't bother me at all. I, like, yeah, uh, really. No, I think yeah. I would because uh I used to raise them, so it's like they poop yeah, rats all over you as they're running across you. They rats would, poop when they run. They would shit no. and pee on you. You're not wrong. But yes. I had I yes. own I own rats. I wouldn't care about the other I mean they're vermin, they they got disease. I, I mean how many dogs want rabbits and, doing it over you know. How many dogs right. How many dogs and cats have you know, peed or pooped on me is ridiculous. They can hold animals, it better than animals, than rats. <laughs> Maybe so. Okay, let's put it this way: if you had spiders calling over me, no way, not going to happen. Rats, I probably could deal with yeah, it. Yeah, I could deal. I with could it. probably could Just deal with it. Gerbils, hamsters. No, I don't want any of that. I've seen what happens when they get excited and they run. It's it's. <laughs> There's they leave a, a dotted line they, behind they them. They poop all the way, poop and pee all the way. They look like they. Here's a here's a jo- old joke. They look like uh, Billy when it runs around in the family yeah, circus. Yeah, yeah there you go. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, it's it's natural, right? I mean, you're just trying to you're just trying to evacuate whatever right. thing that might be weighing you <laughs> down while you're trying to escape. You're yeah, right. Sure. You're right. But I will say, domestic rats Extra versus uh, versus gerbils. Gerbils would always poo on me no matter what. They didn't care. The rats would not until I put them back down. However, oh. in a feral situation, and you're all just city rats, you're probably going to put it everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, I, uh, city rats. I have a I have care. a very cuddly hamster, like well, the most cuddly hamster I've ever uh, ever heard of. Yeah. And I still wouldn't want multiples of her running all over me. Their little their little feet are very sharp. They they That's claw true. you. you know? That's true. So you're worried about the pain. Well, yeah, I thought yeah, we were kind of yeah. going for the. For the freak out factor. That's a valid point too. Yeah. Yeah. There's no pain. pain. Pain's different. Right. That's that's different. Yeah. yeah. 
I did. I did have one thing for Scott. Scott uh, loves product placement, and this movie has uh, yet another James Gunn uh, product placement. He, I don't know what it is up with him and Mr. Pibb. Oh, is there uh, Mr. Pibb in this? <laughs> I didn't notice. Oh, where, he, where? he drinks some Mr. Pibb in his uh, oh, in his introduction. That's right. I like it. I like it when third level drinks yes. make <laughs> it into the stuff. Yeah. It makes me laugh. Do you think this movie because was tempted it, at any point to do the typical? Um, in uh, introductions like they're on a desk applying for a job and they do quick cuts between them. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like every movie does this. It's like, mm-hmm. so why do you think you should be a part of the Suicide Squad? Well, I'm, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they quick cut well, to and, the next one. And that's the thing. Funny. The the previous movie it has too much of that. Mm. It's way way too much team building montage yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. Like, right. oh, seriously, like it's 20 minutes before you see the title of the movie yeah. and this one skips all of that i think on purpose yeah. oh that's a question yeah. i had about the first movie did it play around with with uh no, subtitles the titles the way this did? title cards the way this one no. did not even no. the slightest okay this one was so clever about it i love the uh uh operation uh jotunheim by the mm-hmm. way oh mm-hmm. let me get to two of those they have the operation jotunheim in the in flames and they said no before we do that we have one more mission and half of right. the flames die and the smoke spells operation harley which is brilliant yeah that was right. but there's that my favorite one is when you see uh jotunheim the first time and you see the words jotunheim on the roofs of the buildings and as you pan forward all of those things become natural shapes on those buildings that that you know you're seeing aren't aligned perfectly to be letters as right. you're going forward right loved that that's one yeah. of my favorite things in the film yeah. mine mine was the very first one because i wasn't expecting it it's, oh the uh, blood in the water in, yeah it says warner brothers, brothers presents. Yeah. oh yeah that was yeah. good that was really good <laughs> yeah i i first yeah. i was like sometimes i don't like it because it just distracts me and makes me feel like i'm taken out of the movie but tonally it's perfect yeah. for this just perfect and yeah, there was a toilet that had it written around it when they were going to introduce Idris Elba. He's cleaning toilets and floors for some reason. He's on the cleanup duty at the at the Infinite Prison, Infinity Prison. Right. And I like the fact. I like the fact because I was I was watching along he, it, because there's so many flashbacks and you know in this film which I don't always appreciate because sometimes I'm like oh we're jumping around again I don't know where I'm at what time frame is this right he picked uh, the first team was all people that wronged him. Or were dickish to him, so I was like, "Did he pick the first team to get the color? Oh, yeah, or is that just that was? I I was also questioning that. That was like, kind of right. like my my point with the with my intro. Like I I get I get that it's fun to you know to send in a backup team, but who whose idea was this? Like they don't make it clear that it's right. Waller's idea. I mean, right. Obviously, it's obviously it's Waller's idea. She's running the whole show, but they don't make that clear, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good stuff right. though. I mean, overall, I mean, there was a, there was a lot to oh, unpack about this movie. There's a lot, it. and the movie has a lot, yeah. and it could have gotten yeah. too much. It could have gotten overcrowded. Uh-huh. I think it's brilliantly handled. I think this is James Gunn's project uh, in a in a really real way. Like he did he did for this what he did for Guardians, and uh, it makes me just want to follow him with whatever he does next. Even his weird Wiley Coyote idea, I'll watch it. <laughs> I'd be into totally. it. Like this whole argument. How does he fit say, Rooker into Wiley Coyote? Yeah, Can't no wait kidding, to figure right? out how, how that or, or his little brother. Right. right. Exactly. But here's the here's the question everybody seems to want to force everybody to answer. And I don't necessarily love that everyone's doing this right now, but everyone wants to go, so what's better, Guardians or this? 
And my take mm-hmm. is they're all sitting in the same seats. They're Why? fine. They're all up right up there. They're yeah. All yeah. yeah. You don't have to compare. Well, and also, also, they have to be attached to other things. I don't like pulling these movies out and just having them by themselves. Right. Because Guardians is attached to all the rest of the MCU. Right? Right. right. Yeah. Like, this is, this is more of a standalone movie, but you have to put it into the DCEU. You have to. Yeah. You're supposed to. And DC is bad at keeping all that tonally connected. But... But yeah, like you're right. In the in the larger context, you do have to look at both of them. And once again, you know, I think Marvel wins out in terms of overall arc. Uh, but I also think Marvel's got a big. This is something I haven't said on the show before. I think they have a huge challenge coming up in Phase Four. And the challenge yeah. is they gotta they gotta start. It can't be the same formula. We can't just do another phase that is just basically let's regurgitate these same concepts. And even if you do it expertly. I think people are going to start going, okay, well, that I think they're already doing it. I and think they've done that. Yeah, they're feeling yeah. that way about yeah. about uh, Black Widow, I think, a little bit. They're feeling, I don't I don't know that maybe it'll push the, the boundaries, but Shang-Chi might be a similar thing where it's like, <clears throat> all right, the Marvel template still works, but are we, are we getting tired of that yet? And I just think they have a challenge ahead of them, and I think they can do it, but I think they got... I don't know. They got a. Uh, they got work to do. They they need to get away from the formula of all right. We we spend the first part of the phase assembling a bunch of characters, and then the the last movie of the phase we put them all together, group them up to fight a common bad. Yeah, which is great, but you got to have. I want some crossover before that. I want to see weird combinations. Like I want groot to appear in spider-man far from home or or you know stuff like that i want i want um far from home already happened whatever it is Uh, (laughs) the home can't go home home thing of this yeah let's go home i finally got home yeah spider-man 5 i already got home nobody nobody home spider-man 3 there you go there you go home Um, alone but no that's that's what the comic books you know that's where comic books really excelled is that you pick up an issue of uh x-men and you'd see uh, a random other marvel character helping him out being in there and, and doing stuff and and that's what i think what i what i'd like to see from some future sequels obviously they're introducing characters with shang chi they're introducing characters with the eternals but when they get to some of these sequels i want to see more yeah. more crossover between them yeah I, they just got to shake uh, the template up a little i think for just, sure. people are going to start i think a big difference samey. is that on the marvel side you have filmmakers overseeing the whole thing like at the top of production the most executive producers are filmmakers mm-hmm. and for dc it's it's not like Walter Hamada is the guy who runs, you know, DC films. And that's, that's not a filmmaker. That's mm-hmm. a, his, his entire career has been in production, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. A, a money guy, basically. Right. Uh, I, I don't think he's doing badly. I, like I, I, you know, I, I, I like what, you know, when I've seen this guy interviewed, I've liked what he's had to say, but it's just, it's just not quite the same. Like your, your highest ranking pure filmmaker on the DC side is I guess Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. And yikes. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> well, meanwhile, they kill it at home. Yikes. They kill it with their original series stuff. They're killing it with their animated mm-hmm. stuff. And their comics have never mm-hmm. been better. I don't know what the disconnect is with their with the DC uh, MU or whatever. They need to just I, get it, in there's there. Some, there's some great movies. Like, you, you know, uh, Ibit mentioned Shazam. Man, that's such a good movie. Like, it it, mm-hmm. it, Looking it forward just, to part two. Yeah. It deserves to be more a part of the... Of the whole, I guess is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. 
there's an opportunity here. I guess what I'm saying is this next generation of films is Marvel's to lose and DC's to win if it goes, you know, if they really want to go for it. And and that may just mean that DC needs to finally freaking hire somebody. They need their own Figgy, whatever his name is. Oh, Kevin yeah, Feige. need their own Figgy. Yeah, get your own Figgy. Get whoever that is. Maybe it's Figgy. Pay him enough. I don't know. Do what you got to do, but mm-hmm. I want better out of them. And this is a great start. This movie's awesome. I guess if we haven't said that, this movie's rad. We like this movie. It is really good. Yeah. It's it's just um like it it makes me want to talk about other things, but I don't really have other things that are well connected to it. You know, it's right. it's like not even perfectly connected to it's <laughs> the movie that it's kind of a sequel of, you know? Sure. Yeah. I mean the only thing that even makes again, I haven't seen the first one, but you know, Flag, Quinn, um uh Waller. And and you're yeah. like, okay, well, I know they were there before. But do they even acknowledge any of that? Not really. I mean, even when they she introduces Flag to everybody, it's almost like the filmmakers are saying, "By the way, here's Colonel Flag." In case you didn't see the one, the one in 2016, yeah, and and he plays a totally different personality in this one, so it really isn't the same Flag from the first one. Hmm. I like Joel Kinnaman a lot. I could yeah, watch I him whatever. I, I didn't even need like to that. see the first one again. I didn't think he was that different in character, but maybe it, it is. He been was. A while since I've seen yeah, he was a good bit different. He was. Uh, he was more, he wasn't like part of the team. As a matter of fact, it was kind of weird for me to, um, to be in the way he was in, in this one. It was a much, a much different role, I think, hmm. or different okay. p- way to play it. Well, we'll film sack it at some point, maybe sooner than later. It's on Mac, so it's not like it'd be hard to watch. And speaking of Disney, I would like to sack Jungle Cruise. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Brian loved it. He really liked it, didn't you? I did really like it. Yeah. Yeah. He was a fan. That was good. So good. That might be a good uh, point counterpoint. Yeah. Wait for it to be normal on the service, though. I ain't paying 30 bucks okay. for that damn thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's good, but I don't know if it's 30 bucks good. It's I'm not giving Disney yeah. my money. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. We wouldn't have paid to see it did we not already have uh, A-list, AMC A-list. Yeah, that really? makes sense. Yeah, I'm good. actually pretty excited about it. This is one of the movies that I want to go see and pay money. But Good Guy came out today, so or this week. Free Guy. So. Free yeah. Guy. Free Guy. I said Good Guy. I apologize. Yeah. Now you're in trouble. Stop naming your movies. What, like that. Uh, is that it's, in theaters is, only, or what's the deal with that one? What's going on with that? It's theater. That's theaters only. Okay. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. No, no day and date streaming uh, for that one. Boo! I keep hearing really good things about it. Yep, like, I'm, I think I'm going to talk Tina to seeing it today. Uh, so I will let you know on Monday. I love the two phase approach. It's I will first talk her into it, and then we will see right. it, and then I will, I will tell you about it. Yeah, I, like yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'll have to talk her into it. She she likes uh, Ryan Reynolds like I like, uh, well, most Hollywood women. No, uh, like, uh, <laughs> like I like uh, Scarlett uh, Johansson. Good reason. Uh, no, Scarlett Johansson doesn't. Um, it's a it's prime picking time for Scarlett Johansson to head over to the DC universe. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Do it. Do that right now. You know, it's hilarious. Um, this guy who directed this movie, uh, Sean Levy, Levy. Yeah, everything else he's, he's ever directed is, is like sub twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. For some reason, this one just is killing it. It's like everyone loves it. Audience scores through the roof. People. Is that, really is Zach like Penn film uh, right? He he wrote this thing. Oh, right? did Zach Penn write this? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You're right. He also wrote Arrival, Sean Levy did, which is a great oh, movie. So but good. Sometimes great good. writers aren't great directors, but this this is uh, what I'm hearing is that they they actually get all the game stuff right, like they hit it all, and they and it's actually funny, not not like uh, wink wink. And remember Pac Man? Ha ha. You know, 
Sean Levy, uh-huh, Sean uh-huh. Levy directed the Night at the Museum movies, right? Yeah, and they're, ba- and they're bad. Good. I enjoyed uh-huh. those. Oh, those. Those are bad fun. movies. Those are bad movies, guys. They're bad. Oh, oh they're not. They're fun movies. They're bad. They're fun. Bad. They're fun for what they are. You go in with an expectation of that of that it's going to be a look who's talking kind of thing, and you're not disappointed. But don't. I mean, it's <laughs> about wait a minute. It's about Did you, you being in a museum you look, overnight. You I mean, go into on. it expecting a look who's talking kind of thing, and you enjoy it because that is not true. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think look <laughs> who's talking is nearly <laughs> look who's talking good. is terrible. But it's that kind of movie. Okay, yeah, that look who's talking was garbage. But it's that kind of thing. You don't you don't go into it thinking it's going to be uh, Lady Bird or uh, uh, Lady Bird. Something along those lines. Go into it thinking it's going to be Hudson Hawk. There you go. That's fair. Oh, wow. Slurp my butt. (laughs) Who's supposed to think that? Old people like us? (laughs) Me. I like Hudson Hawk. I love Hudson Hawk. Old man. Yeah. Slurp my butt. We just saw Sean Levy a few months ago. We watched uh, Real Steel on this podcast. Oh, uh, well, I like that movie. That's a good one. I think think he's okay for this. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, We'll see how it goes. I wish that was streaming. Hey guys, quick minute uh, to take out of our time here discussing this film with each other and talk about you getting better help today. Better help. Does that name sound familiar? Well, it should. Betterhelp.com is rad. So you got to ask yourself what uh, interferes with your life, what messes with your happiness, or prevents you from achieving goals that you've set for yourself. Well, BetterHelp will assess you and help you with your needs and match you with your. I don't know, the very best licensed professional therapist. Could you ask for anything more than that? You connect in a safe and private online environment, so that's super convenient. And you can start talking to these guys in under 48 hours. All right, that's very fast also. Uh, This is all without having to sit in some uncomfortable waiting room, sifting through magazines that you don't know where they've been. (laughs) BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, and uh, they'll make that super and easy and free, by the way, to change counselors if you need to. I think that's a really important point. And it's available for clients worldwide. No matter where you're at, you can get to them. And anything you share is confidential. 100%. Licensed professional counselors specialize in all sorts of stuff. But imagine getting help with your depression or your anxiety. Maybe you got a lot of stress right now. Maybe some trauma in your life. Sleeping issues? How about self-esteem? Anger? Grief? Any of those? Ring a bell? Some of these probably do. I want you guys to get a good deal, too. Start living a happier life today and get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash filmsack and join over 1 million people who've taken charge of their mental health. That's betterhelp.com slash filmsack for 10% off your first month. That's really good. Thanks, BetterHelp. All right, uh, let's uh, get to the uh, the clips of the show, the clips. Hey, guys, there's clips. And okay. uh, they're good. They're pretty good stuff. I got a few of them here. Let's start with this one. Uh, it's the weasel. Weasel. Oh, it's him just saying weasel. Weasel. It's like the, the weasel. It's like people are talking about the weasel. I like how he says it. Weasel. Weasel. All right. It's almost like that uh, sing-songy way that uh, the dude was saying, find me those <laughs> plates. Those plates. Yeah, that was so weird. All right, here's how letters work. What does TDK stand for? What? Your name is TDK, correct? Yeah. And it stands for what? Stands for me. That's what a name is. Your name is letters? All names are letters, dickhead. (laughs) Dickhead. (laughs) I love love German-speaking English. Yeah, it's the best. 
There's no better. I love it. I don't know who that guy is, but the javelin's great. That dude rocks. <laughs> uh, the weasel is dead. The weasel is dead. All right, so we're back to the weasel. He's dead now. Uh, I immediately knew the weasel wasn't dead when he said that. Yeah, that's just, <laughs> you were like, he's going to come back later. Uh, love this Harley laugh. I wrote, um, this is just a moment where she sees a really big gun and likes it. She's not there on the beach about to attack and she makes this smirk laugh. And I just thought it was great. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I actually, Uh, actually, when she picks up that, uh, bazooka and fires it back at the army that's on the beach and it like the half the beach explodes, I was like, Oh, they're going to actually fight their way out of this. I I genuinely believe. Yeah. And I'm bummed. I'm bummed that Amanda Waller had her in the team that she expected to sacrifice. It kind of pissed me off. You know what I mean? She shouldn't have been in that. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell, man? I mean, it made it so you could go rescue her and all that stuff, but. And it probably made people who were expecting, like if they would have seen a whole bunch of nobodies and didn't see. Harley Quinn that have been like, oh, okay, this is going to be a diversion team. They're all going to die. Yeah. But it for the audience is like, oh, okay, well, Harley Quinn's part of this team, I guess. Uh, That's a really good point. I hadn't are... even thought of it that way, but you're right. That's good misdirection. James, because mm-hmm. you know Harley Quinn's in it, and uh, if they don't see her in the group, then yeah, probably a distraction team. Doctor Hi- Harleen Quinzel. All right, here's the uh, here's right. the fu fight. Next time you want to nick something, you take a partner, and they can be a lookout. That's your advice. Yeah. You're a terrible father. Hey, I didn't ask to be a father know, in the first know, place. You make right? that your mother clear. sprung that one on me. Well, she's not around anymore, so you can lay off of her, okay? Oh, I tried to lay off her, but then she dragged out the paternity test. There were so many f bombs. It took me ten minutes to get all the bleeps in it. It was hard. Maybe but, 10 minutes uh, get all the bleeps out. Yeah, that added some heft to the story. I like the daughter-dad business. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. yeah, And they revisit her as well later on, so that was good. Yeah, it was a little stereotypical, like, uh, you know, tropey moment of, like, a kid at home watching TV, and then this person these, she's had all these struggles with, she's like, that's my dad. Like, there's pride now. And that's, I think the film earned it, though. I don't I don't think it was. I Yeah, bad. I think it earned it, too. I thought that was good because they could have just went, we have your daughter in our back pocket. <laughs> and it's like, no. No. No, you don't. No, you, you don't do know not. me at all. But it was a straight up ripoff of the previous movie. Like, oh, yeah, I didn't well, see that. That's, bit. It, it's exactly what they did to Will Smith's character. Oh, did right. they? Oh, well, that's not. Uh, that makes me like that slightly less than. Uh, don't mess with Waller. Miss Waller, I don't. Stand down. Geez, stand down. Oh, Major oh, angry guy. acting. Yeah, she gets Good thing she wasn't walking. <laughs> she does that a few times. <laughs> Here's some. We're just, other... we're just gonna give it to you, Dunaway. It's fine. <laughs> this I wrote, <laughs> more, I wrote. I wrote more than inside. I don't remember why. Here. I always hit my target's dead center. Hit them more in the center. They call something more in the center. I use smaller bullets. What? They go inside your bullet holes without even touching the side. Inside <laughs> your bullet holes. <laughs> Which? Which didn't make sense later because ultimately he was actually using bigger bullets. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah which I think was the point, yeah. but I don't know why he had bigger bullets. I don't. Yeah, I don't know it either. It it like, a, maybe he just, thought he had the small. Maybe it's like bragging. I had yeah. the small. Small. Yeah. Yeah. No, guess I, what? I, yeah. I get that it's a joke. I really like the joke. I really right. want more of these two guys competing with each other. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Well, don't worry. He's not dead. There's a whole series coming yeah, to a clearly. Max, so. Clearly, right. he's not dead. Uh, once again, the most comic book trope, right? Oh, like, yeah. 
no one who no one who looks like they died might have actually truly died. Yeah, right. Even the ones that got obliterated, I'm not so sure that even means they're dead. Yeah, I do. Right. I do like the use of the Jim Carroll bands, people who died in in the opening credits to show everybody yeah. everybody <laughs> died, being dead. That <laughs> yeah, was yeah. great. Such a great I, song. Uh, the we didn't talk about it. Well, we'll get. You know what? I'll save it. All right. I'm going to play this part. This is my favorite line the shark ever uttered. Okay. So King Shark, my favorite thing he said. <laughs> Enjoy books so much. Enjoy books so much. <laughs> so much. I thought that was great. He's really good. Yeah. Now I keep hearing the Harley Quinn animated series on HBO Max features the best version of King Shark, and I haven't oh, seen really? that yet. But I keep I hearing seen it. any of that. Yeah. yeah, and that's a very rated R sweary mess as well, um, but done in the style of you know the DC sort of style. I really want to watch that. I gotta. I gotta get around to it. Um, cause they, people say it's basically suicide squad, but it's, you know, it's Harley Quinn, but it's, you know, it's all these weird side characters and that's exciting to me. Mm-hmm. All right. Exciting. Uh, rat catcher gets me. She gets me. I just woke up. I don't function well early in the morning. That sounds like me. Rat catcher. Is her, she supposed to be Gen Z? Who is she supposed to millennials. be? Millennials. Millennials. Well, he called that's her what, that. That's what, uh, Cena says. No, that would that be scene. right. Cause she's my daughter's age. So she's 26. So they they are technically in the millennial hole, that group. Right, millennial hole, right yeah. in there. Yeah. But there was something about the way she said it that just resonated with me in my mornings. <laughs> All right, um, here's the polka dot deal. They call him the polka dot man. Now, why you want to hear that again is because at the end, John Cena makes a funny nose sound. So listen to that again. They call him the polka dot man. <laughs> <laughs> he snorts. And then uh, the entire character is unpacked in one joke, and that kind of—I don't know—that it didn't. It was a bit of a letdown. Really? You know, like it's I a like funny that. joke. What does he do? Throw polka dots and kill people? <laughs> you like it's a funny joke, but when when you do it that early in the movie, I'm just like, oh, okay. I guess that's that's all we're getting mm-hmm. is a character that throws polka dots. <laughs> yeah, it's a fair point. All right, here's uh, here's Kirk from Gilmore Girls slash. Uh, Rocket's uh, body double on uh, the other thing. Also, Mondu's or Rondu, whatever his name is. Ma- What's his name? What's Michael Rooker's character in the Guardians? Yondu. Yondu. Yondu sidekick, whatever you want to call him. But here's Sean Gunn, the brother of the director, playing mm. dickhead in prison. Hey, Polka Dot Man, I was hoping you'd entertain my kid's birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. Freaking love Sean that. Gunn. I love it so much, man. What a good I love that he's almost got the the eye like a weasel's eyes definitely modeled after his eyes. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I forgot to say this, but in the trivia, uh, James Gunn, there's a claim here that James Gunn based the weasel's portrayal on Bill the Cat from Bloom County. Yeah, oh, I, I could totally that. see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and now that you but, see um, it, now that you hear that, it's like obvious. But yeah, yeah. right. Um, here's Holy over. Cow. Oh, I love this. This was great. That is an overhead projector. That was a great little thing there with the overhead. <laughs> I just want. I just want to say one more thing about Sean Gunn. Uh, th- his his entire existence it was summarized in that one line that you just played. <laughs> he he exists to be a funny looking, funny voice guy who has a one liner and it just kills. Yeah, but that's his, that's all he's yeah. good for. No, well, if you're and a Gilmore's I'm, Girls fan, Kirk is a beloved character, but you're not wrong in the film business. Like that's all he does. You're right. Yeah, and and like for 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 my money, the the peak uh, Sean Gunn is an episode of Superstore called Secret Shopper, where he mm-hmm. literally has one line. He's just a he's just a walk on character. Superstore is full of those. They have all these 
interstitial jokes mm-hmm. in, in Superstore. Yeah. And it's just like, that's all he's got. Sean Gunn is in this one episode for one quick scene. Interesting. He, he hits you in the face with, with funny and he's out. Then he leaves. So that's that's funny because one of the assistants is uh, Steve Ag- Agi, however you say it. He's in, a, he's in Superstore as well. He plays mm-hmm. a pretty good bit. So I yeah. didn't know that was that much more of a connection. Yeah, he's a... Huh. That guy's in. I need to. I need to start watching that. You guys rave about that. Superstore is great, especially Superstore. now that it's finished. Like you can watch the yes. whole thing, and you it don't does, have to wait. Yeah. Thank goodness, it does feel like a. Uh, I don't want to start any show that's still going. Usually, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. The ex kids in the hall guy. I never remember his name. Yeah, um, Mike McKinnon. I think that is. He's so great in it. Oh my gosh, you'll love it, dude. It's just a great. I'm sure I will. Yeah. Great modern sitcom. Mark uh, McKinney. Yes. Mark McKinney, that's, that's that it. Is. He's amazing in it. All right. Here's uh he plays Gene, right? Gene? Gene. Uh no, uh what's his name? Um not Gene. Oh crap. Uh <laughs> Glenn. Gene? Glenn. Glenn. Glenn's amazing. Yeah. Glenn's my favorite character. All right, here's the another great scene a moment. They've all heard this in the trailer, but whatever, it's still good. Starfish is a slang term for a butthole. Mm-hmm. It sure is. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to hang on to that. Well, it's a chocolate starfish. <laughs> a dirty butthole? <laughs> here's, another, uh, here's another line that's in the trailer, but I love it. We're all going to die. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I hope so. <laughs> it's so good. All right, big bag of dicks. You should eat a big bag of dicks. All right, that's the thing to do. And then yeah. you got this. And you didn't. You you didn't have leave in the reaction, the response. I didn't because it's oh, it's in that. Tra- it's so prominent in the trailer. It's like yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I want to just repeat it. Uh, but then there's uh, her responding. Why would someone put penises all over the beach? Who knows why madmen do what they do? <laughs> so good. Who knows why madmen do <laughs> what they was- do? That was actually the joke that made me rethink when I'm going to watch this with my kid. So, mm. <laughs> you know, he's he's 11 going on 12. I'm starting to think the previous Suicide Squad movie would be okay not PG, too long right? from PG now. Thir- it's PG-13. PG-13. Yeah. Yeah. It's still pretty gory yeah. and stuff, isn't it? I don't remember. Yeah, and this one, this movie is so R-rated. Like it's, it never stops being R-rated. But in that moment, I just thought, oh, he would love this joke so much. I don't remember mm-hmm. if anyone ever said it was violent, but was it? Was it pretty? Uh, I assumed it was just yeah, comic booky. Yeah, so pretty violent. Yeah. Not on this level, but pretty close. Mm-hmm. From what I remember, again, it's. I, I, I guess I need to go back and watch because I forgot about some of it. It's, though. it's edited to be PG thirteen. Like a lot of the, the thing, mm-hmm. like you, you know, you see someone shoot somebody, but you don't see the impact of the bullet. As yeah. you know what I mean, like yeah. Well, here's yeah. Harley uh, slapping the javelin, and it made me laugh out loud. Carry it for who? For what? What the heck? <laughs> That's another great joke. That's a freaking great joke. Yep. Because it was all dramatic and he went, yeah. And it just died slowly. And then she's just, and you're not more sure what's going to happen. Any other movie would just be this sad moment because she made this connection with him. And instead, she's just whacking him trying to find out what he was going to say. I was laughing so hard. (laughs) Yeah. And that's 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 the kind of joke that only Harley Quinn can pull off, only Margot Robbie. You know, like I was trying to imagine it in a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Like, who's right. who's slapping? I guess Star Lord is slapping the person because yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. they want to know. Yeah, but it's just not as funny yeah. as it's not because Harley Quinn doesn't. She rides the edge, the the razor's edge of death. Right? She sees people die around her all the time. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. commonplace for yeah. her. Yeah, and she's like, sometimes she's like sensitive. Like, I, we go watch some of her or read some of her origin stuff, some of her more recent stuff. When she's, you know, Harleen Quinzel, the noted psychiatrist, 
and then her turn toward the Joker and all this other stuff, you may, it makes you realize how complex it is because she's actually got yeah. this really smart understanding of people and their behavior. And on the right. other hand, she's just losing it. And it's just a oh, great. Game. Oh, how I wish that was portrayed in the previous Suicide Squad movie. Scott, I'm mm. sorry. Mm. Uh, her backstory in the 2016 film is oversimplified to the point that it's embarrassing. I had a feeling. Yeah, mm. I had a feeling. Uh, Stallone noises. I just picture him in the booth. <laughs> okay, okay, Stallone, you're covering rats. Give yeah. me, give me a bunch of grunts. Just uh, ten minutes of grunts. Yeah. Just keep going. Pretend, they're, <laughs> pretend there are rats all over you. <laughs> yeah, he's just. It's just ridiculous. Perfect. If you try to picture it, it's even funnier. All right, here's a. I like this term from Elba. You are a little idiot. You are a little idiot. I loved, loved his mask, like the uh, the skull, oh, yeah, that teeth was on the bottom of it and stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. I like blind masks, like the ones in yes. Halo and things where you there's no like shield to look out of. It's just sort of you think it's almost right. opaque or whatever. I love that. Yeah, the uh, the circular the the guys in red in the Force Awakens yeah. that uh, are trying to capture Solo. Uh, I really cool. like those that kind of no no discernible eye holes kind of masks. Yeah, something about that. Um, mm-hmm. All right, here's uh, Steve Ag doing his stuff. <coughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I'm good at my job. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Um, all right, spotting the dude. No. Shotting the dude? I was I was apparently drunk last night. I don't even drink. All right, let's see what this was. Defeat the beast. Oh, yeah, shooting the dude. There's more. Sorry. There's more. Recently, I made a promise to myself that the next time I got a boyfriend, I'd be on the lookout for red flags. And if I saw any, I would do the healthy thing. For Rick flags or red flags? Red flags. <laughs> red, red flags. She does see a red flag later on oh, in the film. De- oh. Dead flag. Oh, dead flag. Yep, that's even better because it rhymes with red. All right, dead, dead red flag. I red love, flag. I love red, uh, Ratcatcher's voice. Here's the part I love. I'm going to get you out of here alive. There's something about her crusty freaking. Yeah. She's just so half, like, half I, asleep. I don't want her to ever die. I, I want her to live forever. I want those rats yeah. to. I want, I want Sebastian on my own shoulder. I just loved her that one. <laughs> and see, that was such a, a an endearing moment between two characters and it was obviously written at a time when they were setting up the possibility of one of them dying. And of course they didn't go that route. They, they had another primary it did, character. It did feel that kid. way. Yeah. So, so yeah. I agree with you a hundred percent on the character, but isn't the character kind of spent now? Like, haven't we seen all that there is to see kind of from a yeah. character who mentally controls rats what if she I mean, could like, what if she could move on to goats or something like herds of goats <laughs> or bats it has to be animals that rhyme with with the uh, rat oh like bat catcher she could be bat, bat catcher, catcher, cat catcher. Yeah. and then cross over uh, with batman and that'll get weird yeah oh yeah so there you go yeah, scrat like catcher and then you have her in the tie in with uh with weasel and the i thought uh, she was gonna go scat catcher i'm scat glad you didn't catcher, go there yeah job. And then she can go get tattoos and be a tat catcher. It's all good. Maybe the real distinction between Marvel characters and DC characters is that DC doesn't try harder to, uh, to get away from what is their superpower. Like, it's just that, that defines the character more, Mm. you know, because like, that's my, my thing here is like, what, what you like is her relationships with others. Right. Yeah. And that's the same reason the Hulk works in the Avengers, because it's his, it's more about the relationship with others and not him just being pissed and turning green. 
you know. Well, and, de- I, and, and and the Hulk works going back fifty years, right? The Hulk is right. is this whole this whole thing. Whereas you know, Ratcatcher, your Ratcatcher yeah. two, sorry, you're kind of just like you're being given a, a, an incomplete character to start. And all you've got is the superpower. Like that's it. She's she well, is the, a power for the film. And yes, but in the comic, she's you know she's got other stuff going on. But that's kind of like DC's whole take, right? I mean, it's like you start with a name first, mm-hmm. and See, then I just don't know kind if I agree with that. Both Marvel and DC, and really every old comic book company, they all have the dumbest characters. Sometimes it's all just a yeah. matter of how you'd handle it. So you know, Silver Surfer, Galactus, but, that stuff's dumb. Yeah, but Kirby and 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 Stanley, they they breathe uh, more into their characters than just their powers. They well, said, oh, yeah. well, you know, we got to give them. But this. go back and read what I'm saying. I don't I don't disagree with you in, in some of these cases. But what I'm saying is, go back and read. Like I did recently, go back and read like an old Fantastic Four or an X Men. Oh, you think uh, I didn't comic? go back and read the old Fantastic Four? Well, guess what? Because I want to know more about Kang, so I've done just that. Well, Thank you very but much. But my Scott point Johnson. is, listen to the way you know Magneto <laughs> does his like monologuing and and everything else. It's yeah. all yeah. really oh, it was lame and, and, and bad. I mean, if you go back, okay, the- DC fanboy. No, I mean, right. I know that's what this sounds like. But my point is, they all do it. It's, what I'm gonna <laughs> what I what I'm getting at is that Marvel, in a modern sense has figured out how to take something like guardians of the galaxy which is on paper a pretty stupid it's pretty stupid it's very like we're smoking a lot of pot it's the 70s and we're making weird comics that's what that comic was in the early days now that doesn't mean they haven't been making great comics because they have captain america started out as a really rah-rah america kind of character and is a really complex interesting thing now over time but that's my point is like uh, Marvel has been better at doing that on the execution yeah. level on screen and DC has not. And I don't know why, because there's, there's a lot there to work with and it isn't just mm-hmm. Batman. So I don't know why they're so bad at the film end, at least intermittently. And, I mean, Nolan and, and I did not, I, I was trying really hard to not make a Marvel versus DC argument. I was just trying to say, I think there's a distinction here in general where you have on on the Marvel side, you have characters that have interesting superpowers, weird names, et cetera, et cetera. And they immediately steer hard into relationships. And yeah, on the DC exactly. side, they don't, it's they, they have darkness. these, right. Yeah. On the DC side, they're like, hold on. We need to have this character summon a million rats. And that's going to be the main thing that she does, you know, and all along you're like, no, let her talk more to these other characters. That's what I'm finding interesting. I totally agree. Darkness and darkness and psychosis is a a really much larger theme in most DC comics. Whereas is Marvel doesn't, they do have people with serious psychosis, but they don't, I don't think they like roll around in it and revel in it. No, you know? Marvel is definitely a more uh, positive, bright take. Yeah, uh, for sure. They, at least in a modern way. But uh, yeah, and maybe that translates better to screen. I mean, unless you're going full horror, which I think DC maybe maybe. But I think we're too easy to forget horror. just how B level some of these characters were before MCU happened. Like nobody cared yeah. about the Avengers the way they did X Men. Iron, Iron Man, Iron right. Man. Mm-hmm. Like Iron Man was kind of an also ran. It wasn't. We don't think it's hard of it that for me way to now. say because those are some of my favorite comics growing up. So it's hard to say well, what the mainstream. Me too, but 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 a, but me. as a, but as a mainstream thing, you know, there's what Marvel did is no short no 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 shorter than a miracle in my opinion. They just they figured out how right. to do this. Thor, Agreed. come on, dude. Thor should not work, but it freaking right. works. And now we just take it for granted 
No, they they're standalone movies, except for the ones later on when he teams up with the Hulk. But yeah, whatever. Even then, though. <laughs> even then. Well, still... you're talking about the one where he's the lawyer, his, the Hulk's lawyer. No, I guess it was uh, Daredevil was the Hulk's lawyer. Oh, right. right. Yeah. No, you're thinking about the comics where, don't forget, Thor was a uh, a doctor with a That's cane. That's right. Yeah. 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 Dr. Don Blake, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lord. Why they never worked I... that into the movie? I don't know. Well, Fine. they kind of did with the name tag in the, yeah. uh, in the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did they? I didn't even notice mm-hmm. that. I still want Beta Ray Bill. That's what I want. Oh, oh that's that's going to happen somewhere. You think so? I mean, I think that's so. A, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a no brainer. Might animate it or something. I don't know. I, um, I you know yeah. bottom bottom line. What if uh, I'm ready right now for DC to reemploy Christopher Nolan and give him? I don't know. Uh, I, I that's a I fill in the blank right? Like I you. Yeah, that was the most successful. Batman Batman is done. I'm done with Batman. I've had enough Batman. But, like, what would it be? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'd really like a good Batman origin story. If we could maybe possibly get right. We could, could like, explore the Batman origin story. Maybe what happened on that night with the, uh, uh, you know, with his dad, mom, and dad coming out of the movie theater. Right. uh, Yeah, Yeah. out there in the alleyway. Like, what actually went down? We could maybe get something. I don't know. They just need to explore that. Yeah. Like, maybe even flashbacks, maybe. Maybe that would be. There you go. There you go. That would be be fantastic. Yeah. I've got it. Give. Give Shazam to Christopher Nolan. <laughs> How funny could that be? Like the the, the dark, brooding Shazam film. Yeah, starring- well, that pretty much a Black Adam, right? And that kind of what they're doing right. here. Yeah, mm. I would have given yeah, him Eternals they- if if they hadn't already done it. I I really like who they gave it to, but I think that feels like a Nolan project. Mm. The Eternals does something like mm. that, a little more heady and a little more. I don't know. Ethereal. Listen, it's not too late to completely redo the Flash movie with Christopher Nolan. That's true. Oh, that's a, they need a strong flash. You know, they got, they got Michael Keaton in really there. Solid. Like Michael Keaton's playing old uh, Bruce Wayne in that movie. I'm, oh, the Batman thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm oh, really? Yeah, okay. I want to see that. Because he's, I, I mean, I, I would really like Batman Beyond is what I'd really like, and then put Michael Keaton yeah. in there. But if they're going to put Scott, him in anything, you, why not? You made me totally clench up just mentioning the Eternals. Mm. Like, I, I just, every hair <laughs> on my body stood up because I so want Chloe Zhao to succeed. Like oh, I do so, too. Like, I love her. She's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I'm not I'm not and saying swap her out. I'm just saying if you were, you know, back in the day, if you were like, what's a good Nolan idea, I would have said Eternals, mm-hmm. but I'm glad she's doing it. We are we are yeah. less than two months from finding out you know that on, on that movie how how well she did. And uh, you know, she both wrote and directed or, or yeah. uh, adapted and directed. Which uh-huh. which character do you think is gonna poop in a bucket in a van? Which one do you think? Uh it's clearly gonna be the Angelina Jolene. Yeah, character. whoever okay. Angelina character, jo- yeah. Jolly is, she's gonna Jolly. Be, although <laughs> although <laughs> you have to you have to hand it to Kit Harrington. That guy can poop in a bucket. He sure can. Uh, uh, uh. He sure can. He all does right. all right. Where the hell was I? Oh my gosh. This episode. I don't know, man, but that was like we almost need it's like we have an, another podcast for uh, You know why? <laughs> I know why. It's because this is our this is so in our veins, this kind of thing. Yeah. Right? It really it's is. It's impossible for not, us not to talk. All right, I'll rip through the rest of these. These are all pretty quick. So here's John Cena popping off. He's Inspector Gadget. Little drink never hurt nobody. Ain't nobody no dear boat. Never hurt nobody. All right, go back now, inside and do now it. he he oh. was he called Doctor Who Inspector Gadget. I just want to point that out. <laughs> that was, that was really <laughs> That's a great. Good point, yeah. That was really great. Hats off yeah. to Capaldi for even doing this. Um all right, go back yeah. inside and still do it. What? Well I can go back inside and you can still do it. Oh yeah, that part when she escaped. That was great. Uh then she said this. It's like angels are sploging all over for us. Also good. <laughs> Again, Splooging all over her, us. her delivery is, I mean, you, you mean the accent may annoy people, but I think she's great. 
Yeah, I think yeah. that's great. And yeah. also her Literally. saying, we ain't got none about accents is literally in an accent. Like, that's the joke, right? Isn't that the joke? Yeah, that's the joke. Right. Yeah. Yep. She she's all one. accent. Yeah, Margot Robbie is to me what Ryan Reynolds is to my wife. There you go. That's a good, there you yeah. go. That's a there great comparison. Did Ryan Reynolds ever show up naked so that Leonardo DiCaprio could stare at her at the door? Did that ever happen? It's a bonus scene in uh, Deadpool 2. Okay, good. Right. I'll have to check yeah. that out. I actually haven't seen Deadpool 2. I don't know why. Because you're too busy reading comics. I know. To see a, a freaking comic book movie. I know. I don't know what's wrong with me. All right, here's a, a, yeah. There was a discourse on uh, Twitter this week where women were asking each other, if you're on a first date and uh, uh, you ask a man, you know, what's your favorite movie? What are the red flags? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and like, because if a guy, if a guy says, you know, my favorite movie is fight club, like there he's oh, telling God. you too much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I was reading this, I was reading this, these threads because it's funny. And I was just like, I was stunned when somebody said Wolf of Wall Street because I'm like, no, I think yeah. I think I want it to be okay for a guy to like that movie. But yeah. I, I realize why it would be a red flag. But I, oh, I love that movie. Well, yeah. I want it to be okay. Fight Club's a favorite movie. It's not my favorite movie, but it's up in my top ten. And well, I like now I know that I can't use that on a first date. Damn it! Yeah. No, no more first dates for Ibit. Unless your first date walks in, slams uh, a big penis dildo thing on the desk and there you make it shake if, like if like, my well, first date is with helena bonham carter i'm good to go you're good to go uh, <laughs> i'll set to go all right here's a i like when he john cena said this quit being a play baby quit being a play baby a play baby i know i love that yeah. this is one of my favorite lines he's really yeah. good and then and then the shark peacemaker 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 i made a peacemaker oh. i made him out of explosive c4 <laughs> <laughs> Me like read book. All right, here's a doc, the Doctor Who guy. Sorry, old chum. These two are here to kill you. It's out of my hands. It's great. He's great. Mm-hmm. It's out of my hands. What a Jeez, perfect, great. perfect cast, casting for him. Uh, laughing Sly Stallone. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you do that, now I'm picturing him in the booth, like making those yeah. noises. <laughs> you have to. I'm really. And that's the best one so far. Yeah. Even better, that, it's uh, that's Steve, the, Steve Agee yeah. in a green suit while he's running. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. That, yeah. that scene actually upset me. Did it? Why? Oh, really? Yeah, it, it not not for why you made think. Those You're like, oh, okay. on him or uh... no, they didn't bother me at all. It bothered me that they we now have two uh, experiments going on oh. in this place, but no third, no no third anchor to tell me. You know what's going on exactly? Why? Why just these two experiments and nothing else? Well, they were connected, it, it, though, right? Maybe little... feel unsettled I, again. I just want to say again: the detours in this movie are just like they're almost too much. When we have King Shark looking into an aquarium, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's it's right. it's like okay, that's interesting, and they try to make it beautiful and wondrous, but then it goes too far. You know, mm. like it's just no, mm. it almost goes too far. I agree with you on that. Like, that's where I think some of the genius in this film is. Mm-hmm. It goes right up to the edge and then pulls back. And you're like, that was amazing. And if it had been any more than that, I would have hated it. Like, that's that's hard to do. Yeah, yeah. it is. It it's is really hard to do. And I now, I'm not going to complain. Like I said, it just made me feel I I incomplete. knew I knew the instant I saw those creatures that they were piranhas. I knew that's funny. I, they were I had no clue. I had no clue. I was totally, yeah. I was totally caught off guard. However, my uh, my movie buddy was like, "Yes, yeah, I saw that coming." 
Yeah. Too big dummy. But also you got to understand ensemble uh, films where everybody in it is unique as hell like this. And the same, same with Guardian, same with Avengers, really. It's it's a deft hand to to give everybody the screen time they need to be worth having on screen. And I think Shark didn't have enough going on until that moment. And then he had enough going on. Like, yeah, that that they needed this little bit of him. And I like how it turned on him. <laughs> like that. It, By the way, uh, the trope, <laughs> if you want to look it up, is called Killer Rabbit. <laughs> oh, okay. nice. Makes the, the killer the killer rabbit trope is all about yeah. the the cute cuddly so cute. that turns on you. Turns on yeah. you. What's a good example? Let's think of one. Um, oh, there's so many. Uh, oh, geez. Uh, yeah, it happens all the time. Oh, I mean, people come up to something uh, and they'll go, "Oh, aren't you cute?" Yeah, so the, like, the, yeah there's the name, some animated oh. thing where right where yeah what Jurassic Park of? when uh, when oh, Newman go. goes up to the. Uh, <laughs> Well, um, hey, so the I name just... of the trope comes right. from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Right, the rabbit uh, that's... Right, but then um, Ewoks are a pretty good example. Oh, he'll tear uh, your face off. Yeah, Ewoks are freaking crazy dangerous, but yeah. they're generally cuddly and but nice. But there's not a moment of like, get up close to and go, oh, you're so cute, and it goes... And then just like... Right, that's you. the thing. There's a movie where that <laughs> happens, where it's like, all of a sudden this thing opens its mouth, hisses, and it's got sharper teeth, and it's... Yeah, yeah. What, what, um, am I, what am I thinking of? It's... um. It, you're thinking of the exact thing I'm thinking of. Yes. Yes. So, um, like Dennis, it's a funny or something. And- uh, Nedry, Nedry in Jurassic Park, right? He's yeah. Uh, yeah. he's yeah. looking at some uh, Dilophosauruses. Yeah, and they that's look like the, uh, the red on air light that Brian Dunaway just gave us. Oh, yeah, that's right. He yeah. said that yeah. one. Uh, so that's Newman. <laughs> oh, yeah, Newman when he's out there. So wait, what's the other? What is um, the animated thing? I know, right. It's like a bunny or a... Lilo and Stitch? I don't know. No, no, it's a the CG. The one I'm thinking of is like a Pixar animation. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's not Monster Zinc, is uh, it? The Gopher and Caddyshack? No, no. way newer. Way last newer. last ten years, kind of thing. Uh, home? I don't know. No. Shit! No. This is gonna drive right. me up. This a is tree. we're gonna get a list on Twitter. Oh uh, yeah, like so many. Yeah. Yeah, someone will you know, someone will find it. You guys at home, let us know. All right, let's get some kaiju mm-hmm. up in this shit. We've got a freaking kaiju up in this shit! <laughs> that was fantastic. That's, a, that's the beginning of a guitar thing at the end, but it's really... Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll talk that's, about... Uh, what, what's, uh, what's that guy's name? Steve Agee. Steve Agee? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The guy, uh, the comedian? Yeah. I, I thought... Uh, he reminds me of another actor, another comedic actor who looks and sounds like him. Mm. And I'm forgetting his name. Yeah, he's, I'm sorry. Go no, on. you're fine. It's like uh, it's like us and our fuzzy animal problem. We can't remember anything right. now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, here's the last minute you get with Polka Dot Man. I'm a superhero! And then that mm-hmm. thing came down and killed him. <laughs> His mom creeped the hell out of me. I know that's the point, but <laughs> when she yeah. when they're in the bar and all the people in the bar are her, that yes, really dancing around yeah, yeah, him. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic! Yeah. And he's just really... when he looks at the rest of the Suicide Squad yeah. and they all look like him. Even the rat has. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And she was the sh- big fat shark head and everything. Oh my right. gosh! Yeah, so good. All right, uh, the city is mine. This city is mine. Whoever that was got a cool role. Shut up, Starro. Yeah, Starro. Get out of here. Uh, I didn't. Reca- I didn't cap it, but the the sort of um, like Cuban dictator looking general that took everything over after. Oh, the oh yeah, you want to take everything over? He didn't want to rule, but you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. can't think of his name. Yeah, there's a there's a like a shot uh, just looking at his face while he looks around. Yeah, 
before he dies. Yeah. He's just looking around. Yeah. With the eye. It's great. He's, He's great. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's get to uh, the, that's all our clips. So that means I got to push another button. That's this one. Well, looky here. It's time for the film sack checklist. Flowers where blood should be. Check. John Cena would eat a bunch of dicks for his oh, country. That's what he said he'd do. Yeah. For freedom. And so finally, yeah. the yeah. thinker yeah. was a real stinker. Check. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on to uh, Star Trek connections. Were there any? There were. Oh, yeah. 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 Let's, uh, let's just have one, though. Let, let's, have, let's one, have one. And that's Idris Elba. Mm. Um, since this is the first time we've ever seen him in a film sack movie, this is the first time we're talking about him as Crawl in Star Trek Beyond. Yeah. Uh, My there's a films. lot of people out there who have really slept on star Trek beyond in my opinion. I love that Uh, movie. It is easily my favorite of the three, not even close, Uh, you know, written by Simon Pegg directed by Justin Lin. Uh, it it makes no sense that star Trek beyond is the final star Trek film. Uh, except Mm -hmm. I guess not enough people watched it, you know? Yeah. I don't think people gave it any credit. They were tired or whatever, but I still, it's the easily the best one. I love that movie. And I will, I'll go to my grave saying that's the best, best of the Abrams reboot. Star Trek movies. Maybe not the yeah. best Star Trek movie, and but it's up there. I can't wait for you to eat those words when somebody posts a tweet they shouldn't have. Well, it'll happen. It's fine with me. And eat yourself. Bring up. it on. Right in there. Yeah, he's right in there. Bring he's a bad guy. Um, uh, soundtrack grade. I'm going to give it a G for great. It was real good. The use of, you know, songs from different eras was as usual. Very James mm-hmm. Gunn p- perfection there. Um, I really wish that the trailer song Dirty Work was in here because I just think that's a great song. Uh, it matches the content. Yeah. It, and uh, boy, have we seen John Murphy movies for film sack or at least uh, a couple just sprang straight to mind. I'll uh, see the score. He, comp- the- he composed the music for yeah. Miami Vice, mm. uh, the movie. Yeah, uh, he, he was a composer on Sunshine. Mm. Oh, love Sunshine. Uh, I think he is. I think he is really, really good at being just understated enough that you're paying attention to the movie and not the music, yeah. but not so much that you're like, where's the music? Yeah. Like it's just, it's just the right fit. I love this guy. Yeah, but did you have a p- favorite of popular songs that played like, um, I don't know. Uh, well, people who died, I mean, that is that, that probably was my favorite, but there was a, I want to say it was either a Rhett Miller or an old 97 song was the one that they used for the Harley Quinn falling in love with the generalissimo oh, that yeah. was like, it made me feel like, all right, so he is not, you know, James, James Gunn is not always going to dip into the seventies borderline eighties. Well, mm-hmm. he's going to go, you know, pull out some new stuff as well. That, that fits perfectly. I need to look at this the soundtrack and see, mm-hmm. But if, uh, it, it, yeah. it's, I need someone to agree with me that putting her breakout to just a gigolo and I ain't got nobody was so freaking funny. Oh, it was great. Absolutely great. Yeah, that was yes. really good. I also liked the intro or the very beginning oh, with the, the Folsom Prison Blues. Yeah, the Folsom Prison Blues that was, was a great pick. That's a good way to bring just it Just a really yeah. good, I don't know. He's just good at that. That soundtrack's great. And it's up on Spotify yeah. and Apple Music and stuff. People want to hear it. Uh, I'm looking at the uh, list here, and I, oh, "Point of No Return" by Kansas. Oh yeah, another great one there. Yeah, songs you never like, think about, and then suddenly there it is in his movie. Yeah, maybe that is uh, "Whistle for the Choir" by the Fratellis. Hmm. hmm. I'll need to listen to the soundtrack and see if I can figure out who did that song. That uh, that apparently isn't by the uh, old '97s or Rhett Miller. Well, hmm. the things you know about music. I've forgotten more. Could fit in a thimble. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of how it works. Um, All right. 
here's the uh, uh, the Twitter post. This is where you guys sum it up in 280 characters or less. And today, we're going to reverse everything and start with Randy. The Suicide Squad 2021. It's the Pete Davidson of movies. It's weird. It's covered in incomprehensible symbolism. It's a lot of fun. And you kind of feel sorry for it because it lost its parent on 9-11. I give it four starfishes out of five right in the ass. Oh, wow. I forgot Pete Davidson's dad died in 9-11. That's true, isn't it? Yeah. 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 That's rough. That'll mess with you. Um, all right. Uh, let's go now to, to Brian Dunaway on the street. The, the, the Suicide Squad. I love this movie. It's like James Gunn is splooging all over us. Oh, I probably shouldn't have tweeted that. <laughs> Very nice. Very nicely nice. done. Uh, finally, Brian Ibbett. The Suicide Squad. If you avoid this film because you didn't like the first one, you die. If you avoid this film because you didn't like Birds of Prey, you die. If you go rogue and start running from the beach, you die. Oh, savant. (laughs) (laughs) You really chickened out at the end, that guy. Really did. His screams were great, though. Ah! Because he thought he was so cool for school going in, and then... Right. Yeah. I'm out. I'm out. Freaking Pete Davidson, what a what a yeah, I, do, I don't think you need to watch Birds of Prey, but I do want you to watch the first one. And I just want to say, I think this is my favorite DC movie across the board since Dark Knight. Yeah, same. I think this is mm-hmm. same. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, I really like I really like Joker, but it's it's such in a weird category. It's in different. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it is a DC film, but it really isn't the first thing you think of when you think of DC films. No, it, no, yeah, it feels like a one-off black label comic like it's it's like when you think of x-men films you don't think logan right immediately you think of all of those other (laughs) right but if you're going to put them all together then you would say logan's probably i mean it's my favorite logan's logan's the best of the bunch yeah Yeah. for sure but it feels like a one-off comic like in the comics that's why Mm -hmm. i think i love those things they feel like the one-off uh graphic novel that isn't part of the main stretch right Right. i love that love that kind of stuff um i finished old man logan not long ago that's an awesome series by the way people Hmm. should read that cool it's what you read Old Man Quill next? Yeah, Old Man Quill and uh, all the old men. Let's get all the old men in there. <laughs> a few, a few old men. Yeah, a few old men. Uh, all right. Well, those are your, those are your things. Now this. Oh, look at that. We got ourselves a little piece of paper here, just handed to me. Uh, this is the alternate titles. It was almost called King Shark Read Good or yeah. <laughs> A Starfish Is Born. <laughs> oh, nice. Get it like a star is born. Get it. All right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Moving on to our emails this week. We got some emails from listeners at filmsack at gmail.com. Mark from New Haven wrote in and said, hello, guys. How's it going? I just listened to your recent episode about the A-Team, episode 522, and you were discussing the bra- or sorry, best moments, or rather, I'm sorry, best movies based on TV shows, and you missed a big one. Well, big to me. It was one of my favorite uh, movies growing up. I must have seen it 20 to 30 times at least, and you even covered it on one of your earlier episodes. It is a 1994's Maverick. It's not a direct continuation of the TV series as James Garner plays a different role, but it's just tons of fun while keeping the spirit of the show intact, in my opinion. Anyway, that's all I had to say. Keep it up. Breezy and sleazy. Mark from Haven. (laughs) Okay. Uh, That's a good point. That is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I liked that movie and it was kind of a good time for Mel Gibson before he said dumb things. So, uh, yeah, it's a good movie. Uh, Let's see. Karen Kieran wrote in. Hey, Sack. Oh, Karen. Karen. Oh, not a Karen. Not Karen. Yeah, we don't want to talk to a Karen. Unless no, your name is Karen. Not, nice. Nice. We, not all Karens are alike. No, I know. No, it's, no. A, it's unfortunate their names have been besmirched uh, with this broad of a blanket, but whatever. 
Anyway, hey, Sackers. Greetings from Australia. Long-time listener here, and I love your work. Was excited recently to listen to the Alien and Alien pods. Uh, pods, get it? Pods. Yeah, it's pretty good. The alien- oh, you know, I'll allow it because of the use of Alien. Yeah, 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 me too. This is the only time, by the way. The yep. only, the only yep. way you ever get pod You get one. Me. Otherwise, this right. email gets trashed. Uh, <laughs> the Alien franchise is up there with my top three, and Aliens itself is my absolute favorite movie of all time. I'm looking forward to hearing the upcoming podcast on Alien 3. I wanted to, or sorry, I wanted to point out, in case you weren't aware of it, and even if you are, my apologies, that uh, like Aliens, there are, no act- or there are actually two cuts of Alien 3. There is a theatrical cut and the assembly, assembly cut. I hadn't heard of that. Uh, however, unlike Aliens, the assembly cut is not a version with extra footage that didn't make it into the theatrical version, but it does contain scenes that actually make the movie slightly different, and I believe better than the theatrical version. Spoiler alert, the alien bursts out from a different animal. Mm. Oh, interesting. Oh, was it the cat? Might have been the cat. Anyway. Yeah, it better not be the cat. Because originally it was the dog, there. right? It was a dog in the prison. Yeah, but there was. I mean, it wasn't like Jonesy came back. Where was Jonesy? Jonesy was back on Earth. Yeah, he left. Yeah, we learned that last week. Oh. I mean, a she weeks ago. she said you're not coming with me, and the cat's You're like, not coming. Damn right, I'm not. Now I'm He's like, am I being fired? Now I'm legit. Like, yeah. I'm where curious. was there a cat on that prison planet? Yeah, or whatever it is. Um, she says animal. Anyway, I'm not sure if you're planning <laughs> on watching the theatrical cut or the assembly cut. But if you haven't seen the assembly cut, I would recommend giving it a go. It'd be interesting to hear your take on it. Keep up the good work. Sure. Cheers, Kieran. Yeah, if we can get a, our hands on that, at least one or two of us, because um, that's somehow that sometimes right. I, how this goes. Um, I think that'd that's be great. On, is it one of the specials on Voodoo? Is it? I have a couple of different cut. ones. Hold on, let me, let me, let me, let, I'm looking. Assembly Continue. Cut. Why are they called assembly? What's that? A bunch of kids sat uh, cross-legged uh, <laughs> on a gym floor and watched it. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. So it's mostly a story. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Alien Quadrilogy box set was released with the newest created cut called the Assembly Cut. It attempts to reconstruct David Fincher's work, work print, whatever that is, um, <laughs> but goes further and adds color correction. Uh, let see, additional, a couple of effects changes and some remix sound. Well, anyway, that seems... That seems worthy. I'd I'd see that. Yeah. Totally does. By the yeah. way, by the way, a, a work print is this kind of like you, how you kind of you don't put all the special effects and everything. It's kind of like put all the scenes together in a rough cut. Oh, okay. Like animatics or in there to hold space for special effects and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah. it's the it's the spirit of the film, right? I, I wonder. Well, I'm looking to see extras. I've got the I, I bought the Alien Three digital, mm. and I'm seeing what the. So 2003 special edition would that be the? I think so. It says 03 okay. was the was the box set. So probably. Okay. Then that's probably it. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't say anything cool. about it. Well, then I'll be watching the assembly cut. Yeah. Or if not, you won't know till you do. So we'll see. And all of a sudden, I'm talking loud because this is really loud in my ears. Oh, there we go. All right, there you go. I hate that I do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, playing folks. Something, playing something local. Yeah. Yes. Like I actually, you guys accidentally hear it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, earlier, I accidentally started that uh, Wiley Coyote clip I sent you guys on oh, Discord, yeah. and I was like, I couldn't hear a thing y'all were saying. Hold on a second. <laughs> I love that. I guess I'll be watching the assembly cut, Brian. <laughs> I always worry that what's in my headset is going to bleed out and get picked up by my mic. Yeah. And you're going to yeah. hear it really faintly, but you're going to yeah. know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Get off that. 
It's a genuine it. phobia of mine. It's fair. It's a fair phobia to have. We all have it at one time or another. Fair phobia. Speaking of phobias, uh, if you're all scared of watching Short Circuit from the 80s, too bad. We're watching it next week. Short Circuit, the first one. Mm. Uh, next week on the pod. Yep. On the I am pod. Literally standing my, I am literally standing beside myself with excitement. Oh, I'm look, not going to uh, do it in his voice. Uh, and at, and listen <laughs> to Brian, avoiding both uh, uh, ethnic insensitivities and... Uh, yes, if you are if you are offended by ethnic... Uh, yeah, don't watch this. Is the sensitivities could be uh, painful. Yeah, it's a problem. I'm actually, I'm looking forward to talking about that because I think we can go into it. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, w- w- like openly. We always do. Yeah. Sure. And the yeah. good news sure, is sure, we sure. have we have some some Indian individuals, comedians who have mm-hmm. you know specifically spoken about this role. So I mean, yeah, they we have information this... on what was thought. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's call yeah. out between, this exact between thing. between now and next episode. I will be looking up Hari Kondabolu's feelings about. This movie, right. I would yeah. like. I would really, genuinely like to know. Yeah, that dude's funny. Um, all right, short circuit. That's this coming week. I don't know where it's streaming. Does anyone know? Where's the HBO? HBO Max HBO? again. HBO. <laughs> it's a place to get movies lately. I don't know, man. Yes, HBO Max is this okay. one confirmed. We're, okay, we're yeah. in the middle of a little HBO Max uh, streak, but we're about to flip over to Amazon Prime after that. All right, uh, Netflix. Don't worry, we'll get back to you. We'll be around. Will we? Yeah, will we? We will. I'll tell you what, when you lower my price and stop raising it, maybe we'll be back. Yeah, maybe we'll talk, (laughs) buddy. Mm. Uh, Well, in the meantime, filmsack.com is where all things are for you to find if you need them for stuff to do with the show. So go there, filmsack at gmail.com is that email address. Love getting those. Filmsack on Twitter. And leave us reviews wherever you get your shows. That's going to do it for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Nom, nom. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Weasel.